and welcome once again to Convincing Idiots. This week, myself, Millennial Nick, along with my friend and bro host, Gen X Brian, will be discussing, as always, idiot reviews. We are talking about some pop culture headlines, including social media trends, and check it out, Netflix is trying something a little different, so you're going to want to hear all about it. Also, our idiot inquiry of the week this week is luxury bunkers and survivalists. Are they crazy? Are they practical? We'll talk about it and find out. And then finally, for our main topic, stick around. We're talking about sequels, the good ones, the bad ones, and everything in between. So without further ado, we know you can't wait. Neither can we. So let's start the show. Hi, this is Aaron from Blake Insurance. You're listening to Convincing Idiots Podcast. I'm convinced. Call it again. Convincing idiots. Convincing idiots. Call it ham gravy. <laughs> I informed them that I sided with the stat man, not just anyone's opinion, the stat man Brian Fisher. These kids today. Jingle uh... All the Way is in fact the best Christmas movie of all time. I need to get grandma a present <laughs> and my herpes is flaring up. <laughs> I got it. Mm-hmm. Yo, yo, yo. Three friends representing three different generations. That's our whole shtick. That's our thing. Mm-hmm. Nick got the whole poop. Mm-hmm. I'm standing in the sea breeze, awesome. holding a turd just mightily. I'm just going to hit Anyway, on a lighter note, uh... ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the vodcast. Welcome to the broadcast. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Welcome to the show. This is Convincing Idiots doing the intro of Absent Zenial Dean. Mm. Brian Genex. <laughs> anytime, anytime you want there. I know Sorry about that. We're, Brian Genex. We're kind of yes. off our flow here right now. And yes, I yes. Uh, am your resident millennial. My name is Nick. And if you have not joined us before, well, hey there. Welcome. Uh, obviously, this is for those of you that have joined us. This is the moment that you wait for all week long. We're finally here. Mm-hmm. Here it is. So for those newcomers, though, we are a weekly podcast of typically three friends, but today, two friends uh, that we get together weekly. We discuss nerd and pop culture and all things that we find enjoyable. So we are glad uh, that you have joined us as well. If you've not done so already, please be sure to go and find us on all your favorite social media platforms, uh, all the ones that are owned by Elon Musk and the ones that are not. We are available on, you can find links to all of those on our Convincing Idiots link tree. Just Google Convincing Idiots link tree, L-I-N-K-T-R-E-E, and there you will find all of the, uh, all the, all the websites, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, all that stuff. Our email address is on there. You can also find that information if you prefer, if you're a little more old-fashioned and you'd just like to navigate the World Wide Web at your leisure, we have a website for that as well. Just go to uh, www.com. Uh, convincingidiots.wordpress.com and there you can also find links to all of our social media accounts as well as uh, your favorite podcast platforms in which we are available to be heard. There's also a donate button if you feel so inclined. Uh, We have merchandise now. Feel free to go over to the merch store. The holidays are coming up. What better uh, to wrap under the tree than someone's uh, very own Convincing Idiots t-shirt such as uh, the lovely Brian mm-hmm. Fisher is uh, showing you right now if you're on YouTube. Uh, there's all kinds of cool stuff up on there, so be sure to check that out. 
Uh, and we're also available on Boss Code Media. Our friends over at Boss Code Media have been kind enough to put ourselves as well as our uh, friends over at It Came From Gen X uh, up on their platform. So you can go there. Be sure to look them up in your app store or on your smart television. Boss Code Media, Boss Code TV. Check it out. So mm-hmm. now that we've got all the uh, all the good stuff under, under uh, out of the way, everybody knows where to find us. Uh, some of the uh, you know regulars might be wondering, um, you know, why we're a two man show this week. Um, probably some might. I don't know. I've heard some might even be pleasantly surprised uh, that we're a two man show this week. But we are missing our friend Dean. Um, I, Dean would not have a problem with us saying uh, why he's not here this evening. So uh, Dean, last minute. Uh, had a bit of an issue. Um, he, you know, it happens to the best of us without beating around the bush or mincing words here. He, he pooped his pants. Mm-hmm. Um, he pooped his pants. It, it became quite messy, uh, quite rapidly. So we, uh, we wish him the best. We hope to see him check in at some point this evening after that gets uh, cleaned up. Uh, like I said, you know, happens to the best of us. We've all been there at some point or another, probably not at 41 years old. Um, but that's neither here nor there, you know. Um, so, so we we wish Dean a speedy recovery in the uh, pant region. So, um, enough about uh, poopy pants, mm-hmm. Dean. Uh, clean drawers, Brian. How are you, my friend? Doing very well, thank you, sir. <laughs> I'll mention the shirt, by the way. So, yeah, I got this uh, from our merch site, as you mentioned. Uh, very good quality. I'm very happy with the quality of the shirt, by the way. So, it's a nice, soft shirt. Looks like it, it complements your muscles and pectorals. Of course, just course. lovely. Yep, that's right. So yeah, so the the shirts that do come with uh, uh, Gen X Brian pectoral mm. uh, ready prints. Yeah, as well. Absolutely. <laughs> Biceps yep. bulging, pecs mm-hmm. are popping. It's all that's happening. Right. That's right. No, it's a nice quality shirt. The print's very good. It's not one of those like cheap transfers or anything like that. So, so definitely high quality. And we get these through. Uh, we'll just we'll give them a sh- uh, a, a shout out here. Uh, Teespring, mm-hmm. I think it's just called Spring now. Spring dot com. So you can you go on there. It's it's a it's a free service. You can set up your own design, whatever you want to do, uh, photo or your own design, and they set up a store for you for free. And then you just set it up, and they do it. They handle all the shipping for you. It's really a great service, and and Nick, you use them as for your hockey league as well. You mentioned that's correct. Yeah, my my team, the Polar Beers. We have our. Uh... One of my teammates was kind enough to set us up with uh, graphics and things like that, customize some merch. So I'm very happy with everything I've got from them so far. So uh, yeah. very, very cool. Very cool. Yeah, ship quickly, packed well. So yeah, just definitely an excellent uh, service out there if you're looking mm-hmm. for that type of thing here. They do all kinds of like not you know like you said it's not just shirts and, and mm-hmm. apparel like hoodies. I think they do like mugs and stuff and there's all different they kinds of stuff. stuff. They, they be able to produce <clears throat> some fishnet. Stockings or fishnets? I mean, that, we might be able to get that in the works. We're working on that. I, yeah. We are working on that. I may literally put a picture of a Gen X, uh, young Gen X Brian picture up there with the whole flowing mullet and the whole bit on his shirt. I'm debating oh, on that. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I would like it. I would like it to be the picture that I have uh, on my on my phone for when you call or text me. I don't know if you know which one it is. I don't know what that is. I don't know which one um, it is. But I, I don't know if you recall. I, I thought maybe, but when you said it, shared me, it. Mm-hmm. I immediately said this has instantly mm. become the picture in my phone for when you call or text me. It is a picture of a young Brian Fisher. Am I, are you ringing any bells here? Do you know which one it is? Is it the wood paneling? There is wood paneling. 
That's but that there's yep. something you're doing. Oh. Nope, I don't remember then. So you do there is a there is a flowing uh young Brian Fisher mullet happening. There is wood paneling in the background. Uh there is also proudly displayed it is of young Brian Fisher showing off his nunchuck skills. He has, oh my he has gosh, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I forgot about that. I would love a shirt of that more than <laughs> yeah. Oh god, that's all I want for Christmas now. That's sure. all that's all I can think about. Yeah. We could do that. We could put young pictures of all three of us up the young embarrassing <laughs> yes. photos. Sure. Yes. Yeah. Oh my god, absolutely. Yeah. Keep keep watching the merch store. If you if you follow mm. us out there, we'll post stuff on our page and Social media and stuff like that. So yeah, hundred well, yeah. percent. Yes, sure, absolutely. It's a, it's a, for the for the holiday rush. Let's yeah, get something like that going. Yeah. Uh, so going back to answer questions, I, I'm doing well, thank you. It was a a nice uh, weekend uh, last Friday. Uh, Allie, my lovely girlfriend, came over with her lovely daughter Marlo. Had a nice evening, hung out. Uh, some nice local Parisons pizza. Watched a movie. That's we watched the Weird Al movie. Did we talk about that last week? I think we did. We talked about it coming out. You hadn't seen it last week. Okay, so we'll talk about that. So I, I don't I think it was out yet. Since. But we, we, you know, uh, yes. ourselves and Dean, we texted that you would, you'd said that you'd seen it. So I'm, I'm we'll, looking forward to hearing your review. Very good. So we'll talk about that. And then uh, Saturday went over to a buddy, uh, buddy Cooper and his lovely wife Amy's place. He did this whole renovation of a, his garage. He's very talented in many ways in carpentry etc but he remodeled his garage he built a tiki bar in his garage it was just like a, a regular garage remodeled it drywall electricity hung a tv in there lights built a bar the whole bit nice yeah a lot of fun did that it, it's harder i will say to bounce back when you're over 50 if you're out till <laughs> two in the morning plus drinking Ooh. it's uh yeah you gotta be it, you don't you can't leap out of bed like you used to back in you know back in dude that day, i'm so. 34 and i don't drink till two in the morning anymore <laughs> it's, it's a rarity but he and i did that for many many years he's my he's my oldest friend literally since grade school but um yeah that was a lot of fun nice. yeah, just a, yeah just nice weather around here this week as you know so got out doing some of that so here we are looking forward to tomorrow to uh dinner with my lovely daughter peyton and and her uh, very nice boyfriend Joey. So we'll be doing that to tomorrow. So looking forward to that. So how are you, sir? Nice. Right. Well, I am well. I'm doing good as well. Mm -hmm. um, as I mentioned last week, my memory doesn't go back much further than the weekend, and I go from mm -hmm. there. So uh, yeah, mm -hmm. this weekend uh, was a nice week, but not, not nothing too crazy. We went out to um, my oldest son Lane had a friend that celebrated a birthday, so we went out to a birthday party in Cuyahoga Falls. Uh, so mm -hmm. if you're familiar with with the northeastern Ohio area and Cuyahoga Falls. Uh, Front Street was recently opened up. It used to be just, yes, a, nice. you know, you could just walk around for Rock on the River. They'd have outdoor concerts and little shops. Well, now they've opened that up, and there's all kinds of cool businesses down there and things like that. Well, there's a place down there. I'm not sure. The building seems to be historical. I don't know if it was used the to be theater? like a... I the think games? it was a movie theater. Yes. That, okay. Yes, I was going to say, yes, it looks yes. like maybe it was a movie theater. Mm -hmm. They've got some old uh, movie theater type chairs that fold down in, in the lobby there that you can sit in. So yep. that's kind of what I was thinking. Uh, but it's called The Works with a yes. Z because it's that's extreme right. and it's cool. But a uh, mm -hmm. nice place. Um, the first time I'd ever been there, um, my buddy, uh, a buddy of mine that I play hockey with, my buddy Moose, um, has a band 
called Secondhand Radio. So again, if you're in the area ever, check them out. They're fantastic. They do uh, a lot of great covers of a wide variety of music. But his his band has played there before, and mm-hmm. uh, they got a nice big stage with yeah. a you know brick wall backdrop and nice big hardwood uh, floor area with you know dining tables and you know dance floor area things like that. All kinds of arcade games for the kids to play. You know, ski ball, the basketball shooting. Then they've got this. Uh, what they call it duck pin bowling or duck. It's like a miniature bowling right. situation. There's like five or six lanes in there. So really nice place. Really impressed. The food was good. Um, it was a good time. It wasn't, it's not too busy, crazy in there with a lot of, you know, too much going on, but a nice place. It's actually where my company's having their, their Christmas party this year. So oh, nice. never yeah. having mm-hmm. been there before, it was kind of a mm-hmm. nice little, uh, I got to come back to work and give everybody the scouting report and let them know how it was. But that was, it was a really nice time, nice place. And, uh, you know, we spent the day kicking around the falls and doing different stuff. And, uh, so it was nice. I mean, just cleaning around the house, like you said, beautiful weather, nice to get out and do some things outside and move around a little bit here before we're all confined to our homes for the majority of the winter time. Mm. Um, so, but yeah, it was, uh, it was nice, nice little weekend. Yeah, very good. Yeah, I, I popped in there one night. I was pleasantly surprised. Mm-hmm. It yeah. works. Yeah. Yeah. Saw some live band. And like you say, it's a, it's a great, uh, great venue for live music, the whole bit. So yeah, a lot of fun. Yeah. Yep. All right. Very good. So, uh, have you watched anything interesting or heard any, idiot, anything? Idiot reviews, sir. I have idiot reviews. So here we go. Idiot reviews. Mm-hmm. So trying again to catch up on my usual shows and things like that. Uh, I did pick up a new show just basically for the sake of this podcast, because I saw uh, that it was a new show. It looked interesting to me, and it featured uh, Randall Park, okay, so, uh, who is oh, yeah. on, uh, in, uh, he's the, the, in WandaVision, and in, Mar- in the Marvel yeah. series, uh, Agent, uh, yes, he's in Young Rock, yeah, correct, he was mm-hmm. the dad, on, I believe, on that show Fresh Off the Boat, if anybody That's ever right. watched that, that was a funny show. Yeah, funny guy. Um, but yeah, anyway, so he is in a new Netflix series called Blockbuster, mm-hmm. and it's it's about, basically, it revolves around uh, him, who is the, he, who is the uh, manager of the last remaining Blockbuster that, you know, it's not exactly true to form, because if anybody watched the, uh, the last Blockbuster documentary, you know that that was in Bend, Oregon, I believe, and it was the last one on Earth, it was the last remaining independently owned as it was, but the last blockbuster, you know, video rental store out there. So this kind of follows that storyline, except, you know, it, they're, they're in Michigan or something and they're, you know, it's not exactly true to form, but it takes place in present day. So okay. it basically, um, if anyone is for, I've watched about four episodes. It is funny. It's, it's, it's okay. a fun show. It's pretty good. Um, it would, I would liken it to, there's a show, um, called Superstore. Yes. Um, and it basically same deal revolves around a bunch of employees that are all friends that work at like something like a Walmart. Mm -hmm. So this is that essentially from what I've got, it's, it is that it revolves around, uh, this small crew of people that are still working at this last blockbuster, um, and just kind of their experiences in life and things like that as they're working at the store. And also, you know, uh, as he's trying to make this last store, survive you know and it's with that whole spirit of all the things that we become reminiscent about blockbuster with that it's a place to gather and meet people and talk about interests and find new things and you know all these things um so that's essentially what it's about and that's that's his whole motivation um to 
strive to keep this blockbuster standing because corporate's pulled out. He's on his own and he, it's, everything's on him to manage the store. Um, and you know, the, the people that work under him and the people that he's looking out for. So, you know, like I said, good fun watch. Um, nothing groundbreaking, nothing that you gotta drop what you're doing and go watch it. It's that hilarious or it's that inventive or great. You know, it's fine. It's a good, it's a good sitcom. Um, and it's, you know, it's, it's definitely funny. So I, I've enjoyed what I've seen of it so far. Um, so okay. along with that, um, I believe I'd mentioned before that I, you know, I recently subscribed to Peacock, which is the NBC streaming mm-hmm. service, uh, because I had to, because that's where SNL is now. Um, so Steve wouldn't give you his fucking login. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Too busy over there shitting his pants. He can't even give me a password and a username. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I um, I started going back and just watching old Saturday Night Lives because, like I said, big fan of it. And um, I was listening to uh, the Smartless podcast this <clears throat> week, whose whose guest was Wayne Gretzky. And so Wayne Gretzky was on, and at one point yeah. he's talking about when he hosted That's Saturday Night right. Live. Actually, he didn't agree to host. His wife Janet uh, agreed to Lauren Michaels that he would host and she goes you'll thank me later you're just you know you're going to do it and this was back in I think 89 so he had pre- pretty recently uh been traded to the Los Angeles Kings um you know it was a big explosion for hockey and in, in the states yeah. really in general but certainly in California and you know all that stuff so um I I say all that to say that you know I remember watching Seeing sketch, I shouldn't say I remember watching at 89, I was one year old, but I remember a lot of the cast <laughs> members at that time, you know, Phil Hartman and yes, Carvey and Mike Myers, and there's all these great people, Solid. you know. Um, but as I'm going back, I'm, I'm watching some of these older episodes and I'm seeing sketches that aren't the ones that you see replayed all the time and aren't the ones that, you know, are the characters that you know that are staples in SNL history and things like that. So there's this one sketch where. Wayne Gretzky comes into uh, the locker room. I mean, most of these sketches, I mean, Wayne Gretzky's not an actor, so he plays Wayne Gretzky in basically every sketch. And he even says that in the podcast I was listening to. He was like, you know, the cast really carried me. I, I, I'm not an actor. I wasn't, you know, prepared for that or anything, but the, the cast was really good. So there's the sketch where Wayne Gretzky and the LA Kings come off the ice. They've just lost a game. And, you know, he's new to town. He's in LA, right? So. He's, he's in the dressing room, and the manager of the team goes, ah, you know, yeah, tough one out there, Wayne, you know, um, but uh, hey, I was, I was wondering, I got a couple of friends that would like to stop in and talk to you. I hope that's okay, and, you know, whatever. It'd just be a couple minutes. He goes, I don't know. I'm really tired. It'd just be a few minutes. Just a few minutes. He goes, okay. So, in rolls uh, uh, John Lovitz as Sylvester Stallone, and Dana Carvey as John Travolta, and it, this sketch is just hilarious because it's all that what they're doing is they're basically talking their impressions first of all of these characters are spot on of these actors and they're talking to wayne gretzky and trying to explain to wayne how he could do better next time and they thought you know well maybe if you shot that little thing across this line a few more times you know you'd score more goals and you know and you know um uh, John Lovitz is doing his Sylvester Stallone. You know, oh, I was talking up there with John, and we were thinking, you know, you pass it over the line, you know, you score some goals, and you know, he's just shaking his head. He's like, yeah, it's a really good idea. 
Dana Carvey as John Travolta, if you've never experienced yeah. it or you've never so god I was in tears, just it's dying. Good. Like it's just you know, I was thinking, you know, you could get like a board or something and put like a little guy back there and then like they could just shoot a shoe, you know, it'd be crazy and they could just never score any goals and shoot. It's so funny. Like and not only that one, but most of the sketches that I've watched, I was watching some other past episodes, and it's like Dana Carvey was somebody that when I thought back to SNL <laughs> I thought mainly of Garth Algar because I was a big Wayne's World fan. Mm-hmm. And then like Church Lady and his his uh, imitation of, of George Bush and things like that, which Very good. again is hilarious. Solid. Doesn't yeah, even matter good. that the material is like outdated or has you have no <laughs> idea what stuff. It's just so good. And um, I was like, man, Dana Carvey was like the best part mm-hmm. of like every sketch he was in. Like he was, he was so good. Like and I I really enjoy that now. I'm like getting addicted to like watching these older episodes that like, yeah, I know these people, but I, I wasn't alive or I wasn't old enough to watch the show and, and understand why this is funny or think it's funny. So, um, but yeah, man, just little, uh, I guess I'll work that into giving Dana Carvey his flowers. Cause like, he's just, he's so good. Him, yeah. Phil Hartman as well. Phil Hartman. Oh well, man. The point of giving someone their flowers yeah. is while they're here. So we can't do that with Phil Hartman, but you know, I obviously uh, love Phil Hartman. I love his, his, uh, cinematic work. Uh, yes. On the silver screen and, and such works like you know jingle all the way incredible, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah he was another one man Phil Hartman was just aces in like everything so um, but yeah watching some old SNLs but that was that's definitely a lot of fun I'm definitely appreciating uh, some of those guys in a different light and you know what I mean I like seeing some of those ones that were like I said not the characters or the or the staples that you're familiar with but just seeing kind of their their overall body work just really really fun. So. That '80s cast for me. I mean, if for you know, as a as a young kid, I remember just barely seeing any of the original cast as a young kid. A little bit here and there. You know, they started in '75. It was recently they had the anniversary. It was like June of '75, July, something like that. No, excuse me. That was uh, it was it was this month, October, October or September, October of '75. Anyways, uh. Then the late eighties is kind of not the best cast. It was this wasn't really working, and they really kind of recycled virtually everybody. And that eighties cast was just so solid, you know. Yeah. The, um, you know, it's after Eddie Murphy left the show and Joe Piscopo and those guys, and it, they brought in all these folks. And yeah, that, that was just something that many many years, in my opinion, you know. So me as a teenager, you know. Just as you look forward to watching that show, they really carried that show for heck. It was a decade, whatever the heck it was, you know. So yeah, yeah, but yeah, so great, great stuff. I agree. Yeah, yeah, very good. The only thing that I will say, the weekend <clears throat> updates don't quite. I mean, I'm sure if you watched them and you <laughs> understood, you you would understand the subject matter a little better. But I'm like, when I'm watching these ones from like. 89 and 90 and 91 yeah. i'm like yeah like i remember hearing some things but you know yeah. i was born in 88 so it's like <laughs> a lot of the weekend updates are like I can probably just skip this stuff. No. Yeah, yeah i don't really mm-hmm. i don't get it but uh yeah but still mm-hmm. it's, it's a lot of fun i'm actually i'm like i think i'm gonna make it a point to like start at episode one and watch i could probably watch up to like 97 and then i'd be good because i don't think i've missed one since around then but yeah watching some of those older ones been a lot of fun yeah, very good. Good stuff. Anything else, sir? Uh, I don't think... Oh, yo, yo, yes, there is. Um, we also watched 
that's what we did on Friday night. We had a movie night and we watched the DC League of Super Pets, which is the animated okay. film yep. where The Rock is, you know, one of the dogs. I was astounded. Like there are like everybody in that movie doesn't even matter like how small of a role everybody is somebody like big. Mm-hmm. Like there's Kevin Hart was in there and yep. there's a lot of SNL people, Kate McKinnon and Vanessa Bayer and all that. I mean Great cast, great vocal cast. I mean, across the board, but it was a very enjoyable movie. It was, you know, it was a cute. I would say it's it's a lot better. It was definitely better than like the Justice League with real people. Like it was, <laughs> it was a lot better than the DC like you know blockbusters they put out. Um, but yeah, enjoyable. You know, animated movie. Um, you know, it revolves around Superman's dog Crypto, and mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of great tie-ins for. A adult humor, B fans of DC comics and the heroes, and there's probably a lot of references that I didn't even pick up on, uh, as far as you know how deep they probably reached into like DC stuff. Um, but then you know basically he's comes along this stray and this this group of strays and you know so on and so forth. One of the strays, there's a, a experiment gone awry, and there's you know an evil villain and all these pets have to band together and stuff like that but a lot of fun a lot of fun humor a lot of fun uh dog humor and things like that but uh yeah it was it was good good movie very much very much enjoyed it so if you got kids Mm -hmm. definitely a good watch you'll enjoy it as an adult and honestly even if you just like really like dc comics and you don't have kids you probably still really like it it's it's a good movie is hbo max now uh hbo max yes correct okay yeah very good all right well, I already kind of mentioned I watched the Weird Al movie on the Roku channel, so you can pull, yes. as as you, you pull it up. You don't have to have a Roku TV necessarily, as long as you can access the app. Mm-hmm. It's free. It's just free. It's just streaming free on Roku. So, uh, if you are even a remote Weird Al fan, you will enjoy this. He just basically, it's a it's a completely as you can probably gather from the previews, it's a completely over the top, uh, very loosely based biopic. So. Uh, which definitely... I will just say, what else would you yeah. expect? Like, it's, you know what I mean? How seriously can you take it? It's fucking weird out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, just so good. It, it, and, uh, Daniel Radcliffe as, uh, as weird out, just great job. Plays a very good straight man. Weird out himself makes an, you know, he's a, he's a minor role in this as a record producer. Uh, a lot of people come, you know, they dress up as, uh, you know, cameos as, uh, 80s, various 80s characters, you know, like one guy's Gallagher. Jack Black shows up as Wolfman Jack, you know, as an yeah. older Wolfman Jack. Just, it's just a lot of fun. I laughed at that movie more than any current movie than in, in a little while. So just, yeah. just, just a lot of fun. So definitely check that out. Watch it. Was it nostalgia-based or was it like because it was like well-written or both maybe? Uh, it's a little bit of nostalgia, I guess, you know, like there's scenes like, you know, Daniel Radcliffe, uh, it showed he is performing as like in the eat it video, like the first big video where it out did. There's a little clip here. So, but Daniel Radcliffe, you know, dressed the the part and he's frame for frame is the, is acting as weird Al, who of course was acting as Michael Jackson in that video yeah. is beat it. It's just, just a lot of fun. So a little bit of nostalgia. It's, it was just, it just, it was just, it was a, just a funny kind of a smart comedy. I, I love the fact that he said, you know, he's not telling, we, we've talked about this even in the past. He has a very interesting 
life story anyway, if you give a straight story of him, mm-hmm. it's actually a very good, interesting, and somewhat tragic story with him losing his parents and this and that. But he just just no, no, I'm not telling I'm not telling it that way at all. It's I'm telling it the weird owl way. Uh, just just a lot of fun, and he's of course he's you know super famous and you know Daniel Radcliffe is you know cut and you know ripped and everything in this it just and it, the yeah. narration is some guy <laughs> that's clearly not weird out narrating with some big booming masculine voice you know when I was a boy is oh, <laughs> it's so great just so good I won't spoil anything but just yeah just watch it watch it through the credits to get the you know little little clips through the credits and uh, it's a it's a new original song Weird Al did, you know. So just just a lot of fun. So definitely highly recommend it. Uh, and we talked about this last week. A new form of meditation. There's a documentary mm-hmm. about that. Uh, orgas- or orgasmic, orgasm meditation. Orgasm? Orgasmic orgasmic meditation. Okay. Uh, there's a documentary on Netflix. Orgasm Incorporated, which we joked was a new sponsor of ours. Um, watch that this week it's like an hour have and we a half heard, have we heard from them yet is are we orgasm incorporated we, we've reached out to their people but have we heard back from them yet or uh, being a sponsor well they've they've reached out to us if if that makes sense no, oh, i'm okay. kidding no i'm joking <laughs> <laughs> actually they told us to continue to reach uh for ourselves uh, don't call this office <laughs> any right. any further you know so um <laughs> Anyway, so it's it's a very interesting documentary. It's, it's wild. It is wild. It's 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 uh, some lady and a partner started this. I mean, it's it's really the idea is crazy genius in many respects. We're going to start a whole new form of meditation, and the idea is that women are going to get up and disrobe and guys are going to uh uh basically give them an orgasm by with their hand there's no like sex or anything like that in the okay and the idea is that both people are participating it's a release blah 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 blah. fast forward they're getting into uh big classes people living in a compound practicing this thing you now have classes you have uh uh, you can get a mastery teaching of this thing wow what a career eh? oh my god for thousands (laughs) of dollars and it's mainly guys spending money to do this right yeah and but then it gets really it gets kind of dark a little bit too so i guess it literally becomes cult-like and then some women are, it's, it's, it's not that not, it's not real pleasant what happened to some of these women that worked there and were a part of this, but give these people credit. A lot of people came up there and they, they interviewed for this documentary that were a part of this. They worked there, men and women. Um, so was this, let me back just yeah, without right. giving, cause that, this is very interesting and I probably mm-hmm. will watch it myself, but is this, um, you mentioned off the top, it was for the women in the more would disrobe and the men would get the girls off right yep is this uh-huh. a mutual thing or is this about the female experience it's more about the female experience okay because it's because it's different because see if you they they talk about this so if you reverse it 
it's like we don't want women to be like the role of the you know the sexual uh servant and all that type because that's degrading you pay women for that so by the men doing this it's kind of giving some showing equality and empowerment and this and that and the other okay you know of course the guy gets you know has satisfaction in providing that providing that sure you know so it's, it's a whole thing you know so interesting it, it, it evolves into a a church they have a you you could become a literally like an orgasm priest or something <laughs> like that it's like really wild <laughs> okay so yeah i guess an hour and a half i was just sucked into it like wow this is like it just it's it's just it's, it's astounding Wow, you know, yeah, it just you you have a good idea, and it just shows if you if you if you sell it well, okay. and you have the right people around you, how and people could just gravitate yeah. toward you, and then next thing you know, they're buying, you know, fifteen thousand dollar lessons or fifty thousand dollars a year. Just you to have be a, a good idea, you yeah. can sell it, and you're making people come. Like, what's of it? Hey. It sells itself. You know, and we have, uh, you know at least two of the three of those on yeah this well and once we get those t-shirts of you with the nunchucks we're gonna have all three. Oh, yeah absolutely 100 <laughs> percent, without question <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so check out orgasm i'm halfway there right now yeah that's right yeah i, I would expect i would expect nothing <laughs> less yeah maybe that's how dean had his accident perhaps he was practicing that's true, yeah but too much uh, orgasm Just stuff uh, meditation. came out of the wrong place and his wires got crossed and there you go yeah could be yeah. Yeah. very well could be yeah so check that out and then i watched i just i was looking for a creepy movie had seen it and I don't, i've never seen it i watched the original salem's lot which i think was a tv movie i think it looked it was cut that way back in 1979 with david soul david soul was starsky on starsky and hutch way back okay. in the day so it was it's a definitely 70s tv movie without question but it was creepy it was decent. And then I got a kick. You know, I'm like, I've never seen the sequel. A Return to Salem's Lot. So I watched that from 1987. And my experience watching that one stemmed the idea for this particular episode in best and worst sequels. So that'll be our main segment tonight. We'll talk about that. And nice. I almost forgot. I did rent on Amazon Prime for like just a couple bucks now. Uh, Bullet Train, which came out earlier oh, in the Brad year. Pitt. Brad Pitt. Yeah. Highly recommended. Check it out. I heard that, like, it looked kind of interesting. I can't remember yes. what it was that we went to see. I think it was when we went to see Nope in theaters or whatever, and they were running. It makes sense. They were really pushing that hard. I think it came out around that time. And, uh, like, it looked kind of interesting. It looked, it yes. looked pretty, pretty uh, action packed and pretty yep. suspenseful. Action packed, dark comedy. Brad Pitt's very good. Every, of course, a lot of people are very good in this. It's basically assassins are uh, come together on a bullet train and uh, so they were kind of all put there for various reasons um but yeah definitely worth checking out uh you get just a few bucks on amazon prime once once you get into it it's it's action-packed start to finish because it shot well acted well action-packed so definitely go check out bullet train that's what that's what i got sir nice all right yeah bullet train Uh, mm -hmm. all right so i think i think we're going to take a moment and uh just a just a very brief practice of a little bit of 
orgasmic uh, orgasm meditation. I think it's o- time. I think, I think I think we could use a release. I think everybody yes. could use a release. Absolutely. Yeah. So if you're at home listening, feel free to uh, maybe listen to this. Uh, if you if you're at your podcast, you can listen to this uh, particular ad read, and I would. It's a it's a very good. Uh, segue into a very brief session of uh, orgasm meditation, I believe. If I may. Mm-hmm. I would sign off on that take, absolutely. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we'll be back after this break, and then we're going to get into, Nick, uh, uh, pop culture headlines and also our idiot inquiry of the week uh, bunker people. So luxury bunkers, people building bunkers to... Uh, protect themselves from a potential apocalypse. So, seeing more in the news about these lately, and it's just really a fascinating subject. Are these people smarter than we are, kookier than we are, or maybe a little bit of both? So, we'll discuss that right after the break. Sounds good. Welcome back to Convincing Idiots. I feel very relaxed mm-hmm. like after that break. I don't know about you. I do, too. I, I do, too. Endorphins and, and, and different things flowing. You've heard soothing sounds. Mm-hmm. You're, you're able to communicate uh, thoughts freely and fully mm-hmm. um, without interruption. So it's, it's, uh, That's everything's, right. uh, everything's going good. That's right. That's right. A little bit of meditation. Mm-hmm. It's very, very good. Uh, a little jizz blasting in between uh, the. Uh, are we allowed to say jizz blasting? In the... Okay, uh, release. We'll say release. That's a, yeah, that's a that's a term. That's a term. They yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, if our sponsor Orgasm Incorporated would like that so much, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm just running with that. It's just funny. I don't know. Yeah. It's funny to me. Jizz blasting. Yeah. <laughs> There's the podcast title right there. Just blasting. Wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't Dean be mad if he saw that that's the name of this particular episode <laughs> that he was not on? Wow. That's right. Yeah. 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 So many things you can't say, but yet when yeah. he and I are alone, we can call an episode "Jizz Blasting." That's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. How about some uh, uh, pop culture headlines? Uh, is, uh, we caught a few things that uh, uh, piqued our interest. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry, this just no ended. Mm-hmm. We we have a Dean update. Mm-hmm. We were expecting Dean to come back after the break. Uh, speaking of Dean, I guess, yeah, matters have escalated. Um, so apparently uh, during the cleanup process, there were some spots that were missed, and, and now uh, it's it's a, a fecal catastrophe is what mm. I'm hearing. Um, so he, he probably won't be making it for this segment either. So, uh, okay. again, we, we wish him well. Thoughts and prayers go to Dean. Uh, with with his situation and all the all the pants shitting, and uh, we hope he's he's back on his feet and uh, gets that cleaned up uh, in 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 a good fashion. So, all right, back to you, Brian. I'm sorry. Also, well, another good potential podcast title right there: the fecal catastrophe. Fecal no, catastrophe. Fecal, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. So, did you catch any any uh, headlines in the world of pop culture, sir, that caught your eye? You want to mention? I, 
did actually, and uh, and this is this is a more somber one. So mm-hmm. here I get to, I get to play uh, Gen X Brian here because typically That's it's right. people of your era who are leading us uh, <laughs> passing on, but in this That's instance, right. it uh-huh. is someone. Uh, from my generation, uh, sadly, yeah. who has gone obviously far too soon. Um, but Aaron Carter uh, passed away. Uh, I, I believe I heard of it on Saturday. I'm not sure if that's exactly when it happened or not. But uh, mm. I believe we were the same age. I think he was 30. Saturday. Saturday. Okay. 34. So uh, he was 34 years old, same yeah. age. Um, so for those that aren't familiar, um, I, I'm not going to sit here and say I was like this massive Aaron Carter fan. Uh, exactly. You know, I, I was kind of, I was not really, um, at that age I was listening, actually, I was listening to the type of music that Brian, uh, and my father grew up with. So that was kind mm-hmm. of my jam at the time, but Aaron Carter was a, was a pop singer, um, had, had a couple, couple hits and things like that. Um, his older brother, Nick is notably, and, uh, was one of the members of the Backstreet Boys. So, but Aaron yeah. Carter came along, um, after the Backstreet Boys and things like that. And, he had kind of these bubblegum pop songs uh, when he was, God, what was I? What was he? Probably, I don't know, 13, 14, 12, somewhere around that age range. Uh, he had some fun songs, little, you know, goofy little kid pop songs. One about like, he had like this little poppy rap song about how he played Shaq in a one-on-one basketball game. And that's how he beat Shaq and, you know, silly <laughs> stuff like that. Um, for me, I think he was first on my radar. Um, he he did a cameo on uh, Lizzie McGuire. He was on an episode of Lizzie McGuire, one of their Christmas episodes. And um, he got to share a kiss with, with Lizzie McGuire, with Hilary Duff, which made me uh, very, very furiously jealous. And actually, I believe they dated uh, for a little bit, which at that time and in, in my child brain just made me full-on hate him. Like, I just hated him. Uh, <laughs> but um, all that aside... Um, you know, from everything that I gather, I mean, that I don't know if you know much about the Carters, uh, Nick and Aaron, the brothers. I I know that Nick, but I don't, not really know. Their, their really. background, the, basically their parents stole everything, like stole oh, from them, man. like took a lot of money from them. Um, and by all accounts are just pretty shitty. Oh, obviously, I don't have to tell you they were shitty parents if they stole money from their children. That's low, um, low. Yeah. yeah. So, and they've been, they've had, they, I think they both had their struggles over the years. They've both been on different reality shows. I think they had their own, like, Aaron and Nick Carter reality show. I mean, I didn't watch it. I want to say it was like Carter to Carter, the Carters, or something like that. It was basically them, and I think, in therapy, working on issues and things like that. I know they both had a lot of, issues as one would um having such a traumatic uh experience with you know your protectors your people that raised you and take care of you and all that stuff so um i I think he had a lot of demons he had a lot of problems there's definitely been a lot of things over the years he's had his struggles with uh addiction and things like that so on on a on a serious note like i'm very sorry to hear that it's it's just sad i I know he had a small child um Mm. so it's just there's been various domestic things over the years, drug abuse. He's been in and out of rehab and things like that. Um, so it's just kind of sad, sad to yeah. see, um, you know, I, I, I would, it wouldn't be fair for me to sit here and talk about his talent or anything. Cause like, I don't, like I said, I wasn't really like this big fan. I don't know. I mean, what it, you know, exactly if he was 
a good singer or if he wrote his songs or if he <laughs> acted. You know what I mean? I don't know. Um, but I do know. I, I give him this. I send him off with this. He lived, uh, I would imagine, a, pre- a pretty charmed life, right? He got to, you know, I mean, he had albums and he was mm-hmm. on television and he was known and he made a lot of money, enough to where his parents felt comfortable stealing from him and his brother. But, um, you know, that and everything. He lived a charmed life, uh, uh, addiction and things like that aside and his struggles. But he also did get to date Hillary Duff. So to that, I will forever be a little bit envious. And uh, But seriously, uh, you know, it, it's sad to see anybody go that young, especially somebody with like young children or anything like that. So yes, indeed. little, little, little sad, little sad. Absolutely. All right. I will rest in peace. And uh, the joke about, you know, people, my generation uh, passing on a little bit. Actually, I, I also, a oh, there you, had to go. you couldn't let me have my moment with my people, with my millennials. Okay. You, you and your Gen Xers have to keep dying. That's okay. Now, he was, <laughs> this guy was older than us. He was more of a boomer, I think. At the, he was 76 okay. years of age. Dan McCafferty, he was the lead singer of the rock band Nazareth. So, okay, yeah. You, you probably know a couple songs at least. Uh, now you're Hair of the Dog. So it's now you're messing with the son of a bitch. Yes, and uh, Nazareth also... Love, I was going to say... Uh, as soon as you said Nazareth, I'm thinking dazed and confused when he gets home and he lays down in bed and puts on the headphones and it's Love Hurts playing. There yes, you go. Nazareth, exactly. There you go. So he passed on at, at, at 76 years of age. So hmm. rest in peace to a couple of singers uh, for sure. Okay, and on a lighter note here, Nick, I caught this here um, just today. Netflix is going to do more ex- experimenting with um, going to do a live stream of a comedy show in early 2023 uh, with the great Chris Rock. So oh. I am interested here. So, you know, uh, so Netflix he'll be doing is, this live in real time and you can stream yeah. it live, like a pay-per-view kind of kind of situation. That's, that's what it Except seems to be. You're already paying per view, so right. So I mean, you know, we know that uh, Netflix is, you know, they've lost some members, uh, subscriptions over over recent time. A lot more competition out there in streaming, you know, services. You know, so mm-hmm. many pluses with Disney Plus, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and they're just, you know, give them credit. I mean, they're trying to experiment and offer different types of uh, entertainment and and. I, I think it's this will be interesting. I like yeah. Chris Rock anyway. He's one of the more talented stand-up comics, uh, certainly in in our time. But uh, I don't know. I don't know. If, I don't know if the live thing does it. I, I, is it like I, old I, appeal? I, you mean like is, is it? Yeah, is like, it? It's a, it's a comedy special, so it's it's going to be the closest thing you can get to sitting there in a theater with Chris mm-hmm. Rock. So in that respect, it's. Yeah, definitely very interesting. You're going to get all the raw, you know, footage. Uh, he's a great one to, you know, with, uh, again, he's talented anyway. Obviously, he still has some added uh, notoriety with the whole Will Smith slap thing and all that. Right. So it's good to see him continuing to get out there and do his thing, you know. So, you know, I'm sure a lot of people will be tuning in to see, is he finally going to really talk about this on stage because he's, he's he's mentioned a little bit of things here and there but i would almost guarantee he brings it up oh, on yeah. this thing you know oh yeah for sure so what do you yeah. think is this is this a good is this is this interesting in general to do a live 
comedy broadcast? Is it you know? Is are you interested in this because it's Chris Rock or both? What do you think about yeah. this? I think it is. I think it is interesting. Um, most notably because we haven't seen a lot of these streaming platforms do this. You know, mm-hmm. you're, the whole thing with streaming is that it's on demand and it's everything you you know want and that whenever it's on your schedule, right? But mm-hmm. what I will say, so we had you know when I was a kid, I mean, big thing was pay-per-views right like for wrestling we used to order them all the time we were big into professional wrestling wwe back then and you know you'd pay all this money and you'd get friends over and you'd order some pizzas and wings and everybody got together and watched it and it was kind of this fun thing that people did but that was then and then you know everybody's lives got busy and times changed and you know people didn't care as much it seemed like about that i think what kind of flipped it though i mean don't get me wrong i think there is because no one's really um done this or to my knowledge or at least on a large scale like you know like netflix is doing with chris rock here two big names netflix big streaming platform chris rock big name in comedy Mm -hmm. but i think that um doing that definitely draws attention i think it you know gets people excited for that reason but one thing that i noticed a lot i think covid definitely did a lot for bringing this kind of thing back because um i have this for example, I have this app on my phone called Bands in Town, which shout is a great app for anybody who likes to go to concerts and mm. likes to track your your artists that you like. It you can sync it up to your different music platforms, but it'll track all your your artists that you listen to and follow on Facebook, Spotify, Apple Music, all that stuff. And then it'll send you alerts when they're coming to your town or when the show's been announced. Okay. And you can thumb mark, you can you know uh, put a little bookmark in it and be like, oh, I'm interested in this one, or I have tickets, and it'll it's got a little calendar. Here's your shows, all that stuff. So during covid when there were no live performances anymore this band was or this uh this app this bands in town was constantly sending me these things that this band that you track is doing a live performance a live stream and this band that you track is doing a live stream and this band so everybody was doing that you know um in part to stay relevant to you and in part to make you feel good and stay in touch with their fan base and do things like that so and i i mean i i watched many live stream concerts during covid because I went to a lot of concerts before COVID and then it happened and you couldn't go anywhere. And then you're like, well, shit. And it was kind of, even though you couldn't be with people, you couldn't see the acts you wanted to see. It was kind of nice to, to feel like you're having the shared experience right now mm-hmm. in real time, um, you know, with the artists that you love or other people that are, you know, watching this thing. Um, so it was kind of cool. But I think that that, I think COVID did a lot to make that new to us again and make it kind of fun to watch something in real time. Um, you know, I, I would imagine after this airs live, Netflix will still have this, that you can still watch it on demand, but if you want to watch it as it's happening and that's fun to you, I I would imagine I would be willing to bet that the numbers are going to be pretty good for, for people tuning into the live version of it just to be a part of it. And, like I said, it hasn't really been done. I mean, you don't see Amazon or Hulu or any of these other ones, um, like I said, to my knowledge, doing that. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, it's 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 interesting. Like you say, it does definitely harken back to those events, you know, or even, yeah. even, this, even this a television show, for that matter, before you could record them. I mean, you just had to gather the family around. It was an event, you know. So, like you said, I mean, they were trying to recapture some of that. And without question, it's going to get buzz. So I'm sure all the social media platforms, people are going to be watching this. 
fans and critics and everything else and be tweeting and posting and everything else as it's going on. So then probably it's going to get a surge to try to, I'm sure these are all things people think about when they plan something like this. Of course, you know, the executives yeah. at Netflix is going to get a, you know, they're going to uh, gain some you know, attention with all this stuff here. So yeah, it's neat. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of interested in that. It might it'd be interesting to, like you say, plan to sit down, get people together, watch this together. I'm sure there'll be, I'm sure that'll happen. I'm sure there'll be yeah. friends getting together and all this. So yeah, I, I like it. So we'll, we'll see what it, we'll see what it does. I guarantee all these other platforms, they'll be watching this as well. Yeah. See what kind of numbers it gets and, and everything. And then if yeah. it does well, you're going to see more of it, I'm sure. Yeah. So. And like you said, if nothing, even if it, even put aside the whole, it's Netflix and they're doing a new thing and it's Chris Rock and he's a big name mm-hmm. in comedy. Like you said, that whole slap, I mean, if nothing else, even people that aren't like necessarily fans of Chris Rock, they're going to want because they're going to want to see what he has to say about it. Or it's like you said, it's going to be brought up. It's a hundred percent. Yep. Yeah. I'm with you. It's going to be huge. All right. Well, speaking of social media, we've been mm-hmm. talking about Twitter with the whole Elon Musk you know, buying yeah. it and everything else, and and how important we are on it, and and how course. many you know how much traction our our account has on Twitter and things like that. Yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. We have hundred followers. Ooh, hundreds. Hundred. Hundred. <laughs> hundred nearly, and hundred. Nearly hundreds. <laughs> right. So, uh, but you know, he one of the things he talked about doing was he's going to get rid of the whole verified process because in his mind it's you know separating kings from peasants or something like that. To where this is, you, sorry, yeah. I don't mean to interrupt. But You're right. It's, it's just, ironic, isn't it? Just for a moment, um, we had this discussion last week a little bit, not this exact one, but about the the you know Elon taking over Twitter. And Dean goes, he's trolling everybody. He's you know this is, and I'm looking. I was I happened to look through his tweets because him and uh, God, who was I don't know. He, I see him going King, back and forth with, with different people. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and um, I just I. I felt that statement ring truer and truer as I'm going through these tweets and the, the his verbiage and the things that he said. Now, granted, uh, Elon Musk is, and I could be wrong on this, but I, he's on the spectrum on yes. some level. Yep. Autistic. I don't, is, is I think he, you're right. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was, see, I, I feel like I heard that somewhere. I don't want to speak out of turn mm-hmm. and say it and it not be true, but, um, cause you know, this is a super, I mean, accurate source of all information. People come to us for their news, for their facts. So I don't want to say anything out of turn. Um, But yeah, I mean, so there could be something in that, that, you know, just maybe the way he words things or or puts thoughts into, you know, his verbiage might be a little different than what uh, some Mm -hmm. may be accustomed to. But I, I can't help but just think the way he's, he's wording things and going after people and things like that. I'm like, that he's yeah it is purposeful like he he's trolling people a little bit and he's pushing buttons and he's kind of playing that card so but uh continue yes no it's okay but yeah some some uh people that have verified accounts because there was a process you had to go through and typically it's people that have a lot of followers and things and it, they you know if you're following someone that has it's uh famous or whatever uh in some in many you you, you want to know that you're uh, looking at tweets from that actual person, but not yeah. somebody trying to scam you or whatever the heck it is, right? So he talked that's about what getting the check rid- marks for. That's right. <laughs> that's, that's exactly the point of it. That's the purpose. You're exactly right. Um, 
So, you know, is it separating, you know, royalty from peasants and all that? No, but it's like you, there's a reason why they go through the trouble to do that for, you know. But anyway, uh, he talked about getting rid of that feature and just make it a paid service for eight bucks a month. And then you can get, you can just launch you had an account, you pay the money, you can have your blue check mark, whatever it is. And some famous people were like, mm, what's to stop people from buying an account, paying the eight bucks and putting someone's name on it that's not theirs you, yeah. you already get those parody or otherwise accounts now yeah even. it's certainly not a premium price that the average joe can't afford the average joe's paying more than yep. eight dollars a month for netflix every month so sure you, know, you don't have eight bucks kicking around that's right i mean for our paid service it's like you know 24.99 a month you know that's right and the convincing idiots uh you know it, go check that out yeah our only fans uh, account is yeah i mean you know, that's right. But it's a, you're going to pay a premium yeah. for premium content. Exactly right. Uh, so sure enough, so now he's he is now offering that saint that service, and already there's been a few people setting up accounts in you know famous people names, and it's causing a stir. One, uh, notably in this area, and we're getting in the Northeast Ohio area. If you listen to us, you know that. Uh, LeBron James, you know, NBA basketball great from this area, Akron, Ohio. Say, <laughs> so I don't think you need to give LeBron James <laughs> an <laughs> right. intro. I think he's Probably one of those not. names. You could literally just, is. you can be like LeBron. And every, I mean, that's, I think that's a kind of a many, worldwide thing. Yeah, that's, that's another episode we'll do. Famous LeBrons. <laughs> like Bronny, <that>. LeBron James. <laughs> That's All it. Right, well, end of episode. It's, maybe that's a very mini mini sode. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so LeBron James had one, and you know somebody put up there that he was requesting a trade from the Lakers, and it caused a stir, and they had to get a hold of it and take it down and stuff. And now it's so. There he goes. I, so is it, is it just the? Is it just the tip of the iceberg? Are you going to see a lot more of this? How could Twitter, especially cutting staff? How are they going to be able to manage this effectively? You know, is it just going to become more and more of a mess? And is is this going to be? Uh, see, wrangles it in. Is this start to be sort of the downfall of? I mean, it's already you could argue anyway. A lot of people are already turned off by Elon Musk anyway with his views and. Uh, you know, they may not be as regulated and stuff like that. Other people are already looking for other platforms, so. I don't know. What do you think about this? Is, is this going to continue to damage Twitter? And, you know, the average person maybe don't care, but certainly for more affluent users. Yeah. Well, first off, I, I want to backtrack a little bit to the LeBron sure. thing. Tinfoil hat theory. Okay. <laughs> mm -hmm. We've, we're no stranger to people in, in uh, certainly in the sports world and, and many other realms having burner accounts like Kevin Durant. You know what I mean? Sure. So, Tinfoil hat theory. What if, we all know what kind of start the Lakers are off to, or at least you and I do. So we follow LeBron basketball. was setting up a, a fake LeBron account. <laughs> what if LeBron was floating it and then he was like, mm. "Oh, that's not me. That was uh, somebody must have paid that eight dollars for that check mark just to see if it's out there in the ether." You know that maybe he doesn't want to play there anymore. He says it wasn't, you know? but you that's never know. Me. You're right. That's, Doesn't matter. That's not yeah. LeBron. That's Brelon James. That's mm -hmm. that's yeah. Well, um, it wouldn't surprise me, but yeah, yeah, but uh, no, I, I, uh, I don't know. I, I think, unfortunately, I 
think that, I don't know, Twitter has such a foothold in social media. And not only in social media, but like, um, I don't necessarily personally tweet a lot. It's a lot of retweets and it's a lot for, you know, for me and mm-hmm. it's hockey related stuff. But I do Twitter, if something happens or I catch wind of something newsworthy or anything, the first app I open is Twitter. I don't go to Safari mm. and Google a name. I go to Twitter because if it's, you know, if it's something big or actually perfect example, Saturday, um, I don't remember where I heard the first tidbit of something about Aaron Carter, but to fact check it or to see what the, you know, what was going on or what people were saying, the first app I opened was Twitter to see who was saying what about Aaron Carter, Mm. because I, you know, I mean, if you get enough people talking about it, it's trending and it's, you know, a whole thing. Now that can lead you astray. There's been multiple stories over the years of, I can't remember who it was. Was it Danny Glover was one of them that people said that he died or Morgan Freeman. And then, you know, they would. There was this thing trending that they had passed away, and then they get on Twitter and go, "I'm alive. It's fine. I'm fine." <laughs> you know? um, so it's not impossible that you would get the false information. It's just, like I said, Twitter has this this stronghold in media. There's a lot of notable people on Twitter, a lot of uh, accredited journalists on Twitter. Typically, it is a place where you can get information quickly in real mm-hmm. time. So. I feel like Twitter is not going to lose much until something takes that mantle from them. Mm-hmm. I could see Elon fucking around with this stuff and and charging people and doing all this crazy stuff and getting all this bad publicity and to where people do migrate away. But the question is, where do they go? Mm-hmm. Facebook has already long. I mean, Facebook's been down this road right they've mm-hmm. people have stopped using i mean a lot of people i mean the 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 vibe on facebook it's a lot of people that you personally know it's everybody you've ever met that you went to high school with that you've ever seen at a gas station more than once it's like facebook is like your town right mm-hmm. but on the internet mm-hmm. and it's a lot of people reposting things and facebook's been questioned for you know people's security and the things the information they let out facebook's kind of had their day in the sun, they're trying to reboot it, but that's where that's at. Now, Twitter has been this thing where, at least in my experience, yes, there are some people on my Twitter feed that I do know personally, but for the most part, this is celebrities, these are sports journalists, um, things like that that I can follow and catch a glimpse into their lives or the people who I trust that they're reporting or they're talking about mm-hmm. the teams or the athletes or news that I'm interested in. They're going to give me that information. So you're not going to, where are you going to go? Instagram? Like, Instagram's not giving you that so what's the next thing that's going to come along same thing with snapchat snapchat's huge tiktok is huge but tiktok's fun it's it's when facebook was fun before everyone's grandma got on there you know what i mean like it's not giving you news it's not giving you that nothing's giving you what twitter's giving you in my in my opinion that i've found that i'm on so until something comes along that is twitter-esque and can give people a little more peace of mind I don't know. People can boycott it and, and go away from it and things like that, but um, where else are you going to get this information? You know what I mean? You can go to the person directly. I'm sure people have blogs and things like that, but um, I, I just, until something pops up and takes over for them, I don't know how big of a hit it can really take because it's providing everyone with something that no one else is. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it is a very unique app like i said it's it's like a 
I don't know. It's just the equivalent of a huge room that if you choose to walk into it, you never knew. You know, you if yeah. you could you you can if you wish walk up to whoever you want to and listen to what he or she has to say, or you may kind of quote unquote overhear an interesting conversation and things like that. If you want to put something out there, somebody may see it. Some some famous may see it. And you never and you're right. You, you don't really have that opportunity to where. It's possible if you mention somebody that's famous or otherwise, they may see it. They yeah. may make comment onto it or whatever it is. So yeah, it's definitely very unique in that respect. So I'm, I'm kind of with you. I think I think they're they're going to have to get a hold of it. Otherwise, they are going to lose some affluent people that may just you know they may leave at least for a while, realize there's nothing else, and come back. I mean, who the heck knows? But yeah, uh, yeah, that's it, a really good metaphor, by the way. Like a good uh, comparison of. Basically, being in a big, you know, walking up to any conversation, and like, that's a really good way to describe it in, in a physical yeah. form. Yeah, yeah it's, like a, it's like a huge, uh, you know, party, social gathering. Yeah. You know what I mean? My big Twitter claim to fame was Danny Trejo uh, uh, retweeted one of my tweets. So that was, see, that was pretty cool. Right. That's kind of, but see, that's kind of neat, right? Is it, when would that ever, right. when would you ever have the opportunity to walk up to Danny Trejo and, and he just, you know, just that, just that opportunity, but mm-hmm. yet he saw something that you said and liked it and shared it. Yeah, it's kind of, it's, it's neat to get the little, those little things like that. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So kind of on that same note, uh, making the new Mastodon is another social media app. Okay. Some people have been trying to go check this out. So, this, so there already are people looking for alternatives, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but a lot of people are saying that this just is not, this isn't it. It wasn't, this is not built for the same thing for Twitter. I guess it has multiple independent servers across different regions. There's different sections, apparently that's different topics. So it kind of seemed like not Reddit, like Reddit. I suddenly got my head around Yeah, Reddit. I know you can, you can open up a forum. Yeah. Reddit's a like a, a giant message board. Essentially. Okay. Reddit yeah, is just message, good. but like you can, it is very uh, choose your own adventure, like specific. So like if you want to, if I want to talk about hockey, but not even specifically hockey, if I let's, I want to talk about fantasy hockey, I can go to a Reddit board about okay. fantasy hockey and it's an open forum on that subject. You know what I mean? Okay. So and it's, you're under that subject kind of thing. Hmm. Um, there again, don't use it a lot, but um, I kind of understand what it is. It one of the things about Reddit that always kind of weirded me out was like it's the interface of it's very like early internet. Like it, it mm-hmm. does, it looks yeah. like a message board on like AOL back in the day. Um, right. But I mean, a lot of people use it, and a lot of people, you know, you can, you know, post stuff and all that. I, I don't know. It's I don't know. It's it's funny as things drift away from Facebook. Twitter, Instagram, and there's all these different ones. I start, I'm feeling myself age. Like I have a Snapchat, but I don't use it. Sometimes I send funny filters to my kids, but mostly like my kids who are, by the way, about to be seven and the one just turned 11 are so fucking creative with Snapchat (laughs) and funny. And I just like, don't know, like I can, I talk to them, but like, I don't put stuff out on Snapchat. Like, I don't know. Same with TikTok. I have a TikTok account. Uh, we also have a TikTok mm-hmm. account as well. But I don't 
I've never uploaded anything to TikTok. I watch people on TikTok, but and it's like I'm like, is that just is this what get am I get is that what it is? I'm getting old. I think it's what it is. I'm 34 and I don't feel like lip syncing to a country song and, and doing an elbow I, dance on TikTok. So I just I guess I'm old now. I don't know. I don't know what happened. No, I don't know. But I don't know if it's about being <laughs> old per se. It's just it's just I don't know. There's definitely a lot of creative. I mean, I will say though, there, there yeah. is definitely a lot of creative people on those apps that, that really, some are just like, if I don't know, we go off on a tangent on this topic for yeah. sure. But I feel like TikTok is a, is just such a high volume of hot girls lip syncing or <laughs> dancing to the same three things, three to four <laughs> things. Yeah. You know, the whole, and then, you know, then they, they're all of a sudden they're in a bikini. It's yeah. like, okay, you're it, very, very impressive. Consider me, consider me thirst trapped. You've got me. Okay. Very impressive. <laughs> I might look at another couple of videos while I'm here. Yeah. But it's the same. Th- I, I don't know. But there's, again, there's a lot of different, very unique and creative people out there and stuff yeah. like that. But I'm going to have myself know. a jizz blast. I'm going to be on my way. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Check you later. See you later. <laughs> Swipe for a GB and <laughs> out of here. Now yeah. I'm going to learn how to make rigatoni. There you go. See you. Go. That, <laughs> that's a unique. That, that's a, yeah. You could do that actually with TikTok within a matter of, of moments. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. Anyway. I threw you way off topic. No, it's I, okay. I, I do have a couple questions about Mastodon. Is there any like sure. is it anything notable like as far as like who runs it or is it just it's just a bunch I... of people flocking to something new. That's that's what it is. They're flocking to something new. Uh, it's it's been around since 2016, and I think these guys are probably you know, surprised that they're probably getting more traffic into this because of Twitter. So the platform's founder Eugen Roshko, he said Monday that Mastodon they have more than one million active users, but it's they say that they're not really responding to requests for comment yeah because like i said they're probably just like whoa wait a minute people are flocking this and checking us out and but it says here it operates in a similar way to email and that a member of one mastodon website can interact with a member of another just as if an outlook message user messaged a gmail user it has its own version of like uh hashtags like boosts they're called okay so it's the service is not controlled by and so it's made up of numerous servers which are run by individual administrators and often center around specific topics. So server administrators and moderators create their own rules and policies for their members to follow. So it sounds maybe like a sort of a, a version of Reddit in that respect. So maybe I have okay. a section maybe of you know pop culture stuff on Mastodon, perhaps I administer it. And all that people can join with them, and they can interact in certain ways. But it's not like a whole big forum. It sounds like so. Hmm. There's been different memes people are posting, like of all these very confusing, you know, like an old, uh, you know, just you know, people just making making fun basically how complicated it is, how yeah. complicated to log in and use it and stuff like that. So I don't think Mastodon well, hey, necessarily. Nobody said be progress it. was going to be easy. All right, so you just got to hey. work at it. Coming soon, convincing idiots on Mastodon. Absolutely, and I'm going to get a Mastodon account. I'm a fan of the band, and I'm a fan of the uh, it was the Megazord of my favorite Power Rangers. So, I'm uh, I'm going to get a Mastodon account. There we go. It's enough for me. 
There you go. Perfect. Well, perhaps if, if there's an apocalypse and someone's held up in a bunker or something like that, maybe they learn that's the time to settle in and maybe really learn how to use Mastodon or something like that. Absolutely. I don't know. Well, so. all I can say is if someone is in an apocalyptic setting, mm-hmm. I sure as hell hope that they have insurance. And there is no one better to have had insurance from in this apocalyptic hellscape than Aaron Blake at Blake Insurance Agency. I don't have the information that Dean does. I don't have the script that he does to tell you what number to call. But you can feel free to go back into any of our previous episodes, and you can find the phone number. All you have to do is go to Facebook or Google and just search Blake Insurance Agency. And there, Aaron Blake will give you a free five-minute quote today. They offer home, auto, renters, business, and so much more. So many more types of insurance, okay? Again, I don't have the Dean script. I'm not 100% certain, but I'm pretty sure all the things that I said, they can offer you as well as a five-minute quote. So be sure to call our good friend Aaron Blake at Blake Insurance Agency today. They are an eerie insurance agent and... Their service is above all else. So let them know that these idiots sent you. Very good. Blake Insurance Agency. There we go. Sorry. That was my you, uh, clunky way to work that, that read-in without any sort of script. That was very good. I'll, I'll, well, <laughs> we'll tag team on that one here. I do have the number. Oh, so there it Blake is. Insurance. Brian's going to tell you. There we go. Yeah, you want to call 234-571-5359 or uh, look them up. As Nick said, on social media, Facebook, etc. You can also email Aaron at Aaron at Blake Insurance LLC.com. So there you have it. I'll tell you what, if only Blake Insurance Agency offered pants insurance, then our buddy Dean would have been here today and would be mm. having a much better time this evening. That is right. Uh story caught my eye. Nick, I you know this sounds old, maybe it is old, but I like sixty minutes mm-hmm. on Sunday okay. evenings. I've been watching yes. sixty minutes uh, for a long time, and they have a podcast version of the television show. And that's usually how mm. I catch it. Okay? okay, it's 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 strictly just a recording of the television show. That's it. Yeah. So you don't you know so, um, and you get enough out of it to visualize what they're talking about, but. They also have, you can go pull up the CBS website and get, you know, individual stories of 60 minutes, whatever. It's all there. You can find it, YouTube, et cetera. So, uh, still, if, by the way, if you don't really watch 60 minutes, it's just a, still a rock solid program, in my opinion. It's all kinds of interesting stories. It's the subjects vary every week. It's not a quote unquote old person show. 60 minutes does get that, that wrapped away. Like it, it and like, well, why is that? Is it because of the know. clock ticking, like the pocket watch? I don't know. It's just but maybe it's, known it's Sunday. It's maybe an older person. Maybe it's people remember watching it with their grandparents or something. I don't know, but it's, been, it's one of the longest yeah. running television shows, period. Yeah. Okay. It's solid journalism. It's, uh, you know, it it's good stuff. Yeah. And it's not political. They give you both sides of the story. It's not like a, you know, they don't lean one way or the other. They give you just a, I don't know. Anyhow. I caught a story this past weekend, luxury bunkers, okay? So basically, um, people, you know, the well-to-do, some of these folks are buying 
luxury bunkers and it, it sounds exactly what it is so it's a you're you're or you're making one on your own you're you're setting up an elaborate bunker somewhere uh could be in your own home or again you're one guy here bought a an old nuclear what was it here now is a let's see here a new a silo a nuclear silo here it is. He, this guy paid three hundred thousand in two thousand eight for a decommissioned nuclear missile silo. He and investors put twenty two million into this thing. It holds seventy five people. There's fourteen private units in this thing. Each one goes for two point four million cash. Hooey. Okay. Look this up. If you're listening, if you're listening to us, I mean, I, just look up luxury bunker sixty minutes or luxury bunkers or something like that. It is astounding. You know, there, there, there's gel fireplaces, televisions, power source. They have a, like a wind power source. They have a. Uh, I don't know if it was a picture of this or not, but they described it. They have a lounge and a bar. They have a jail cell. Damn. Um. So their own working like community their underground, own basically. Working community underground. <laughs> Somebody so, comes down and goes, "Hey, we've reestablished society. You guys can come back up now." Like, that's all right. I'm gonna stay down here. It's fine. There's a bar down here. With a, that guy got out of hand. He's in fucking jail. That's, that's it fine. <laughs> the guy said, "Yeah, I noticed. Looks like a jail cell over there." The guy says, "Yes, because we have a lounge and a bar. So if somebody has a bad day and drinks too much or whatever, then they take an adult time out." <laughs> It's have like, a bad day. Wow. What happened at your fake work underground that you had a bad yeah. day, had to go let off some steam, and got put in <laughs> fake jail underground by the mole people? What the fuck is happening? It's, wow. It, it's, <laughs> it, uh, and I guess you could sustain a couple years in there, right? Yeah. And, and, but again, it, but it, it interviews different people who have set up I think I think if I remember the basic ones to more elaborate ones on their own in their area to prepare for an apocalyptic event. Now somebody I guess, somebody if I remember correctly what they, they they lived through they ran down into their own bunker for it was like a uh, like a like a like a major fire or something like that that rushed that you know came through the area and they got out of there okay uh but some people they take us very, very seriously. Is that the guy in the cabin with the handlebar mustache or whatever? The on the I, I just <laughs> caught that part of the Yes. He had like the well, mustache think, and the glass. He, he like might have been the guy just with he a, might have been like the a investor book. guy. He might have been the guy okay. that helped set this up perhaps. I know you're talking about. Yeah, in the, in the story. Yeah. Uh yeah, just very interesting. yeah, people take it very serious. They have like freeze dried food and different things, uh you know. One lady talked described that she was very. It took her two years on order to get a wood burning stove because people they were so hard to get. But now that she has her stove, she's all set and this and that. So it just people are preparing for something. You know, they they you know they mentioned things like you know the climate change and different things to where they may need to get somewhere safe quickly, and they can sustain themselves. And they say that. You know, they they're they're hopeful for you know. One question basically is, well, do you think something's going to happen because you're doing this? And some people believe, you know, well, I just want to be prepared in the sense that I want to be able to survive because I have hope for the future, 
and I want to live through it versus, you know, whatever. So I don't know. And honestly, I looked up just, you know, uh, luxury bunkers just to try to find a news story. My, my feed was filled with companies selling bunkers at the, the whole yeah. Google page. Boom. It wasn't even about the news story. It was that algorithm all, was on it. They were like, yeah. Hey, you look at you in the market. You look at yeah, the, all the these luxury bunkers. Yeah. All these companies selling bunkers at, you know, all kinds of different prices. It's really, it really is something else here. And I'm sure it's probably become more and more popular. You know, of course, with all the actual natural disasters and everything else that's going on. Sure. People are just, they want to be prepared just in case. So, um, I remember a, a Richard Pryor, though, on the other side of it, Richard Pryor, and this is a bit in the 70s, whatever. I, I thought it was hilarious. He was talking about that. He was talking about people, you know, setting up a bomb shelter at home, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like, that's great. If when the bomb hits, you're home. <laughs> yeah, that's he true. Said, he said, but if we're out like this, we're fucked. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. You're yeah. What if you're on vacation that week? You ain't fucking getting home. What if you're states away? Like you're fucked. Yeah. It was like, but if a bomb drops on his theater and there's a fire or something like that, I got news for everybody in this theater. I'm getting out. <laughs> you know. But anyways, that's a, that's a hilarious comment. What like, if what if you spent yeah. like hundreds of thousands of dollars? Let's not say it's not even luxury. Hundreds of thousands there. of dollars. In have you ever seen the movie Blast from the Past? Like with Brendan Fraser and Alicia Silverstone? That's essentially oh what gosh. happened. There okay. was uh they were prepping for, you know, a bomb or something mm-hmm. like that. So they built underneath their home, they built this bunker. Christopher Walken was the dad. They built this like it was a replica of their home underground. Okay. And mm-hmm. then so he had this like fish like t- like where they would spawn and they would eat. they basically had an endless supply of fish so they had food to eat and was always, you know, regenerating. He had everything set up. He was, you know, Brendan Fraser was born underground and was homeschooled and all this stuff and never seen the sky. But they had an outdoor patio. They had fake grass. They basically, he replicated their home underground, right? Hmm. Okay. So it's, I mean, you know, for what it is, it's it's a decent movie, like mid to late 90s or whatever. Um, so I, let's say you did all this stuff, right? Hundreds of thousands of dollars. Sure. To like really think this shit through. We're not talking about canned goods. We're talking about fish and and all the stuff and they're responding. You're eating fish and you've got you got the canned goods. You got all the tools in place. You've got a whole second life that you paid, built underground. Right. You run out to the store to get something one day, run of the mill day, and then fucking catastrophe happens and you're not there. What then? Right. What right, then? Exactly. Right. You can't get there. It's already happened. That's, That's a really right. good. I've never once thought of that, and that is brilliant. <laughs> that is such a good point. I've never thought of that. What if you can't get to this safe space? What if you're, oh, I don't know, living your life like you do, and you're not sure. at home twenty four fucking seven, and you can't get to your safe place that you did all this prepping for? Yeah. What do you do? It's certainly assuming you're right that you have the it, you know something's coming, yeah, and you could get there like this like this here the, the guy I see you in this luxury bunker the guy was like, well, c- could it be overrun? 
you know, people know it's here. And this particular bunker here, the silo thing, has armed guards and a gate and this and that. But again, that could fall apart too. The armed guards may say, we're out of here because if something's right. happening, are they going to stand there at a post? Yeah. You know, I don't I'm going to be employed it's, it's by you for potentially the rest of my life. <laughs> like, <what> right. <laughs> I mean, I get, I get the guy's point that people aren't going to be able to run up to this bunker and do any damage to it. I right. get that too. But again, you still got to get, you got to get in there and you got to get from your car into the thing. And if people are overrunning that, I mean, I don't know. It's all very yeah. interesting. It's a, it's a, it's like a perfect thing. If you can get there safely and get inside, then you're okay for a little bit, but I don't know. So what do you think about it? is our, again, so are people, are they, are they smart in some respects? Are they, or does it, maybe it depends on where you live. Maybe if you have, maybe if you're in an area where a natural disaster is more in, maybe likely to happen and you're more likely to be home and can get to safety, that makes maybe a little bit more sense to me personally. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, but to have a luxury bunker again. Are you are you smart in some ways, kooky, or maybe a little bit of both? I don't know. What do you think? I I think both can be true here. Like it's so initially when that that subject comes up and people talk about like their you know like doomsday preppers and and the you know all the stuff and they're compiling all these goods and you know you're like oh, okay like you know what i mean like if you meet one of those people in real life like sorry if you're listening but you know if you just speaking for myself if you're talking to me about like and you're putting plans in action to like prep for something you know um there's that thought in my head that i'm like oh okay this is a little this might be a screw or two loose right like mm -hmm. like that you're maybe not that there's that you're not thinking soundly. It's just that maybe you're going overboard, right? Because we've had the luxury in my lifetime, you know, in, in our lifetimes, that nothing that severe has ever happened to where we have to be afraid or, or be mm -hmm. that fearful or think that we have to go to that extreme, right? Um, I will say, since having children, um, it, uh, it, it sure would suck, right, to be in a situation where, like, you can't do anything. Like, when I was a single guy or whatever, it's like, okay, if something happens, then I die. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not that I don't value my life. It's just whatever. You know what I mean? But then you have children, and then, like, you, it's your duty to, like, protect them and, and do all the, you know, like, make sure they're okay. And, you know, for example, we're we're talking about these people that do all this preparation and they'd survive if there's apocalypse or there's climate disaster. Like you're still on the earth. Like in the back of my head, I'm like, what do you, like, what are you surviving for? You know what I mean? Like for well, that's, what reason? That's a thing too. What are you going to go back to? If there's anything to go back to, are you planning on living the rest of your earthly, this mortal coil in this bunker until you die? Just so you don't have to, just so you don't have to die like it's you know what i mean what is the end the end goal right but then you have kids and then you're like i don't know it doesn't make sense you just you're just your only goal is to protect them and, and take care of them and nothing happens to them so i don't know i think both things are true i think yes like it's extreme it's it, it is extreme and i'm probably a lot of these people that do this doomsday prepping would probably be like yes this is extreme they would probably tell you that but in the event that something were to actually happen, you sure as shit would be happy that you did it sure. if you needed to resort to that. 
but they're I get you know really when you get outside of your emotions and your you know these all these things these duties that you have the things that you feel you owe to people and to take care of this person that person whatever if it's something natural or something like just completely catastrophic that like nothing will ever be the same again it's like is there a point <laughs> you know what i mean i hate to be like to take that mentality but it's like is there a point to surviving something so horrible that like the world you knew and grew accustomed to will never exist like that again you know a lot of people feel that way i'm with you i i I tend to agree with that in many respects i mean i like i said to me it needs to make a lot of sense if you're if you're living in an area that has you know just known for tornadoes and hurricanes and different things like that to where something is coming i know it's coming and it's not severe enough to where i well of course if it's a tornado you 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 just have to get somewhere quickly of course to to maybe survive yeah um so yeah that all that makes a lot of sense to where you get somewhere safe you have enough food and water to last for the storm to pass and you know but like you say just the to have a setup to where you could be down somewhere for an extended period of time and come out to a world that you say like, you, you may not want to live. It's uh, it's an interesting, interesting mindset. These people, well, of course, now of course that that's what that's what their mindset is. I, I'm going to survive, you know. So yeah. I, I'm going to find a way to survive. And if the world around me is different, I'm going to figure it out and adapt and try to carry on the human race. There's all these thoughts I'm sure go into into the minds of folks who have the means to come up with or to, to pay for these things. And, and, uh, I don't know. This is very interesting. What I love to show the twilight zone. I'll, I'll mm-hmm. just mention this. One of my favorite twilight zone episodes, very interesting, a guy, and this is in the, what the, with the fifties, fifties, sixties, sixties, black and white. Uh, he built a bomb shelter in his basement. Right, just to prepare, because this was at the time where, you know, there were air raid sirens and all that, and people had to get somewhere safe and stuff like that. So he yeah. built a bomb shelter. This is, and by this the way, one. when Blast from the Past takes place. So it's same deal. But okay, yes, go on. Very good, yep. interesting. So it's it's a dinner party with neighbors. You know, neighbors in this little street somewhere in the United States. You know, and people all, it's all very friendly. It's a birthday party. You know, so it's cake. Everybody's friendly. All this type of stuff. And the next thing you know, there's like air raid sirens, right? And the family, you know, they want to get down to the basement. It's a, it's a, it's a doctor and, you know, and his wife and kid. And they're like, we're going to go to our shelter. And his friends did not set up the shelters. And now it's this whole thing. So it, it quickly, so from a setting a moment ago where people are just friendly neighbors yeah. and now people are clamoring to get Lord into the exactly yep they're trying to get into this bomb shelter threatening pleading trying to break in and it just gets quickly out of control and then you know inevitably the alarm goes off and all that and all of a sudden it's like they have to stop and reflect and they really got to see who each other really are 
and you know from that moment it's never going to be the same. It's like you get it's one. It's an ingenious episode. Yeah. Which, go check that out. But anyways, all right. Well, if you're ever maybe if you could be, it's possible. It is possible. Somebody right now, Nick, mm-hmm. is watching this very episode in a luxury bunker. The world itself oh. is gone. is is no longer it's it's no longer the same. Yeah, and somebody could be enjoying this very episode, combing through the archives of YouTube or something like that. So, human history. You, we're part of it. <laughs> yes, that's right. So, it's possible. Yeah. So, if you are. Uh, uh, we we wish you the best. We did not have the money to uh, likely. Maybe we did. I don't know. But this at this stage, though, that this is 2022. Mm. Yeah, we uh, Dean, Nick, and I did not have the the means to build a luxury bunker ourselves. So, you know, if if things continue along this path, then we may not be on this earth any longer. But we hope you continue to enjoy episodes of Convincing Idiots. Like you try to order merch. It probably would be a very slow delivery. <laughs> These ad yeah. reads probably will not make a lot of sense to you. <laughs> uh-huh. That's right. Yeah. So, yeah, so, Mayor Matt. And for those of Nicole, you not please. watching in the future, let this be a lesson to you. Okay. That's right. Brian just said we didn't have the money. So if you're not already subscribing to us or or, 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 or giving us a dollar to a month, be the difference. All right. Yeah. We, we might be able to help somebody. Yeah. We would that, like to survive in a, a luxury bunker somewhere. Absolutely. You know, Maybe with sure. the help from you or any of your friends and more than just my mom, yeah. we can survive this catastrophe. Yeah, come on, guys. Yeah, our families, eh, the jury's out. You know, <laughs> at least at least the three of us. You know. So. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll be all right. We'll survive. <laughs> all right. Okay. Yeah. That is strange to think about that. It could, it, it could be. Yeah. It could be. You never know. All right, so we're gonna take it. We're gonna take another break. <laughs> I don't like where this is going. <laughs> yeah, it's very, it's very dark, very quickly, isn't it? Yeah, real dark. Yeah. Uh, okay, we're gonna take another break. We're gonna come back with a light topic. All right. So sequels. Nothing to do with disaster or whatever. Unless it's in the movie. Other than what's going so. on in Dean's bathroom right now. Probably. That's right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. So that is disastrous. Right. Yes, big time. Uh, a lot of waffle stomping in there, Nick. <laughs> so I don't know what's what's going on. <laughs> we have live footage from the scene, but we're not allowed to show it on on YouTube. So yeah, yes. Dean Dean has talked about paranormal experiences. Really, on our Halloween episode, you talked about that in his bathroom, but probably none today. No. Everything is keeping out of Everybody's, there today. Yeah, they're staying away. Yeah, the cat. Everybody. Poor Ernie. Yeah. I got we got a life flight. We got a life flight him out of there. I got to send somebody yeah. over there. We got to get Ernie out. Yeah. So with well, one more break, we're gonna come back with uh, again. I say sequels. Some of our most uh, some ones that we enjoyed, and some that we thought were not as good. So we'll be right back. And again, if you're listening to us, and it's a post-apocalyptic, what else do they have to do? Yeah. You know? Stay tuned for the sequel. Yeah. Just yeah. what else, you know. Just. Hang out, wait for things to get better outside, and you know, check out a few more episodes, will you? Wait for the environment to heal itself. Yeah, <laughs> it'll be fine. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> be right back. This town is dead until after dark. 
Welcome to Salem's Lot. Stephen King brought them to life. Vampires. Now. Put it on him! They rise from their graves again. Dad! Give me my son back! Vampires! As only Stephen King could create them. A Return to Salem's Lot. Directed by Larry Cohen. And we are back here on Convincing Idiots. If you are hearing our voices, congratulations. You have made it out of the other side of the tunnel. You are here. You are in the new world. You have survived Mm -hmm. the apocalypse, and you are here with myself, uh, Millennial Nick, along with Gen X Brian. And uh, today, for our final segment, uh, we decided Mm -hmm. we were going to talk about some sequels, uh, some basically some follow-ups to maybe films or TV shows or any other properties that maybe we enjoyed, some that we enjoyed, some that we did not enjoy. Uh, Typically, originals get a pretty pretty good rap, while sequels sometimes don't live up to the expectations of the first. But one thing I can tell you, for example, okay, like... uh, you, you know, you, you grow up, you're a child, right? Um, your mode of transportation is a bicycle. You love getting around on your bikes. It's how you get to see mm. your friends. It's how you get around. You don't have a driver's license. How could you beat a bike? However, our friends at RPM Bike Shop have made the sequel to the traditional bicycle, if you will. <laughs> they have made an electric bike. That's right. I didn't stutter. It's an electric bike. And they have everything you can imagine they can make all your wildest dreams come true they haven't made the perfect sequel all you have to do is dial 330-808-7792 to give them a call uh you can also go see their wonderful products by searching on facebook in the toolbar there just search rpm bike shop they are located in Carrollton, ohio uh you can see their wonderful products you can also See their products on their website, which is rpmbikeshop.com. So be sure to stop over there, check out their wonderful bikes that they have to offer you, and you could be on your very own ride to the sequel of your dreams today with an electric bike from RPM Bike Shop. So wow. give them a call. Look at that. Yeah. Look damn. at that. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, sequels sequels are enjoyable. Okay, and they're not all quite the big hit that an electric bike is the the newest form of transportation, like our friends at RPM Bike Shop have. Uh, however, over the years, um, you know, being film connoisseurs that we are, um, we've we've come across some good ones, some bad ones. So, Brian, I would like to start. Uh, let's see. I'm gonna take a look around the room. Mm, Brian, I'll start with you. Uh, <laughs> yes, you look eager. You look ready to go. Uh, go ahead. Good or bad? Give me. What do you want? What do you want to do? You want to start good? You want to start bad? I'll give you a. Well, I'll give you one bad one. I'll. I'll it's, it's one I, I mentioned at the beginning of the show. I'll start with that real quick here. So yeah, a return to Salem's Lot. So again, Salem's Lot was a. It's a vampire movie set in the t- Actually, there, I they've remade Salem's Lot a couple times. I just noticed. I saw today actually that there's going to be another reboot a salem's lot coming out next year so i'm, I'm interested mm, okay. in that. It's, it's actually a very good story so, the, it, so i'm not familiar with salem's lot at all that's so okay go ahead and give me a brief synopsis Just here b- yeah. very brief synopsis of salem's lot is it's, it's it's a small town in i think it's in new england um it's like jerusalem's lot so they call it salem's lot and there's a the vampires live there so our okay. writer discovers them and then the vampires are starting to take over the town and decides to go hunt them. So, so it's, it's, it's a very simple, basic premise. But 
very good storyline, all that. So uh, the original was in 1979. Uh, it's, a, it's definitely a 1979 movie, but it's still, it was it was entertaining. I enjoyed it. You know, if you okay. if you you know you're not talking about it, you know it's it's a set in the 70s, whatever. Anyway, uh, the sequel came out in 1987, which I did not realize. It just one of the most bizarre sequels. Just so basically, a guy goes back into Salem's Lot with his son, who's a troublemaker. Uh, vampires are living in in the town. Kind of, they've already you know, they've taken it over. They're kind of hiding out in this town, ruling. Uh, it just, it just, I can go on and on about it. I'm not going to waste a lot of time with it. Just very bizarre. I'll just give you one, one thing. <laughs> the guy talked about a, a a girl that he dated in the past, right? When he was young, a younger man. Okay. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, there's a girl there. Says something along the lines. Now this guy's clearly. It's Michael Moriarty. He's been in a lot of different movies. So like this is a visa early, early acting job for him. Yeah, good old surprise. Uh, he's clearly in his thirties, okay, or okay. thereabouts. Okay, this girl says, "I wanted to preserve myself as you remember me." So she's a vampire. Preserve myself as you remembered me all those years ago. Immediately jumps right in the bed, has sex with her. And I'm thinking, not let, let me just let me let me hold on here for just a second. Here. You you said that you remembered her as 17 years old. Here's a young woman. Uh, the actress is in her 20s, mm-hmm. I think. I'm just like, what is happening here? So did I just witness a a, a <laughs> man in his 30s? I want, I want you to be able to be with an underage girl again. Yeah, right. His ex girlfriend who is a teenager, and Within thirty seconds, whew, you're right, right in the bedroom. Yeah, it. So it's it, anyway, very bizarre, not well done. The special effects are crazy, nuts. If you want to see maybe a good bad movie, maybe watch it. But really bizarre, strange. I would never watch it again unless it was for fun <laughs> or something along that line. But you know, like, like to make fun of, to make fun of that type of yeah. thing. So anyway, <laughs> that's again. one. I'll start you out with that. So a return to Salem's Lot, thumbs down on that one, Nikki. Whatever you want to do, okay. a good or bad one, sir. Uh, I'll stick with a bad one here. Uh, this is just a real <clears throat> big old gimme. Um, so we've talked a lot about superhero movies. Uh, both you and I have been big fans of the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man series. Spider-Man oh, yes. Three has to be one of so. As leading yeah. into this, I had to ask you specifically because I wasn't sure if, of the details if a sequel mm-hmm. could be as if a sequel was simply oh, yes. the secondary film, like the immediate follow up to an original or any of the of the previous ones. So when mm-hmm. you said it was any of the previous ones, Spider Man Three seems to be the biggest uh, free space on the bingo board. Yep. Spider Man Three, those Tobey Maguire movies were very good. The first two of them, uh, the third one had a lot of promise. Uh, I felt yep. like the character of the Sandman was really good. Yes. I mean, I'm a, we've talked it many times. I'm a big fan of the character of Venom. I was beyond excited that they were going to put Venom in yep. a Spider-Man movie. Uh, only to have him played by uh, Eric from that 70s show, Topher Grace, yes. which no That's fault right. to his. Just it, the casting decision uh, off, uh, off the hop was not right. No. Um, no. And Venom wasn't even the worst part. The, the miscast of Venom was not the worst part. The I don't. They even made fun of it in across the uh, across the Spider Verse or into the Spider Verse. The um, 
the the dancing scene where he's got the symbiote and he's being kind of yeah, like yeah. bad boy Peter Parker and he's yeah. like goes into this jazz club and he's dancing and it's awkward and uncomfortable and weird and clunky and just horrible and no one would ever do that. It's just such a bad. It's so it makes me so upset because it's like it it, it could have been so good and you'd already seen like I said first Spider Man thought it was great second Spider Man. Perhaps even better. And then, so you had this expectation that, okay, this is the trajectory of this is good. And then the third one just shit the bed so hard, much like our friend Dean. Uh, it just, it just, it, it was, it was awful. And so Spider-Man three is, is up there for bad sequels for me. I agree with you. It's same. Remy has said many times. It was not the movie he wanted to make. It was, it was, they tried to pack way too much into one movie, too many villains, too many storylines. They try to they try to shoehorn in Gwen Stacy in that movie, if you remember. Yeah. You know, the whole rival with her and, and Mary Jane. It's just, like you say, too much. The only good thing about that, best thing about that movie is, you know, is the dancing scene when he's walking down the street, if you remember. Yep. It was filmed in downtown Cleveland, Ohio. Was it? Yes, indeed. So you can pick out some of the buildings in downtown Cleveland. So we here. have what the fumble, the drive, the dancing <laughs> <Spider-Man> scene, <three. laughs> the, 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 the taking my talent to South Beach. You know, yeah, right. Thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The decision, and then the, the dancing decision. scene. Yes, yeah, that's right. There you go. Yeah, they should, put, they should put that in the in the in the clip, the sports clip. Every time Cleveland blows something, yeah. Twenty sixteen. You, you fucked up series. like the Spider Man like Toby trilogy. Dancing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> okay, so I'll, I'll give you a bad one here too. Now, now this, um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a, I didn't give you a good one yet. I'll give you a good one. I, I gave you a bad one last time here. Um, I just arguably one of the best sequels in uh, ever. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's certainly you know we are big fans of this of this uh, universe here. So. How about the the Empire Strikes Back? So it's like mm-hmm. you, you, you know, some people say that that is the best Star Wars movie of all of them, and they would not be wrong to think no. that way at all. So I know we've done our list. We've done many Star Wars episodes. Uh, Empire Strikes, Strikes Back is typically one or two in many people's lists. Just well done. When you watch Star Wars, you think, how in the world are they going to come back and top this movie and you know by damn they they, they did yeah they, they it was it, it was at least on par if not better than the original star wars so arguably still of all the star wars movies they've made it's still top two three easily one of the best sequels certainly in that franchise it's probably the best sequel in that franchise period let's start right there yeah uh and one of the best Star Wars movies, period, still to this day. So, hard to top. Absolutely. I had that on my yep. list as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think when our first episode, we did our rankings and stuff like that. Um, I've always personally been partial to Return of the Jedi, mm-hmm. but I underst- I've, I've said on that episode, I understand that Empire Strikes Back is like the best movie uh, of Star Wars. In my, you know, in, in my opinion, I think it's just the most well done. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it's a great movie. When I was a kid, it seemed a little long, but um, now it's just yeah, it is. It's a great movie. I was actually the first one that I had written down uh, when I was writing down my good sequels. It was Empire first. So yep, good there pick. Go. Good pick. 
Yep. Thank you. Uh, I will follow up with another good pick and probably, again, another obvious one. Uh, maybe not as obvious as, as Empire, but uh, definitely we are fans of this character as well. Um, and in the Christopher Nolan saga of the mm. Batman oh, movies, yes, yes. The Dark Knight, Dark Knight might still be the best superhero movie, period. I, I don't know. It, it's debatable. It's arguably it's debatable. one of the best. I, yeah, I agree. Um, but, uh, you know, Batman Begins was a solid movie. Um, yes. It was a different take on Batman than what we had seen in the earlier years with the Joel Schumacher movies and the, the changes in Batman and all the things, you know. So uh, different, more um, down-to-earth, I would say, uh, realistic take on Batman in Batman Begins. Good movie, but man, The Dark Knight whole other level true um just stepped outside of a superhero movie true um just drama uh just great movie just well done heath ledger obviously Mm. i don't need to tell anybody about how he took the joker to another level everybody knows um so well done just the the plot line um the the spin on the characters dark knight is one of the is one of the best sequels ever hands down period I think, if I'm not mistaken, that is the first superhero movie period where an actor won an Oscar for a portrayal in a superhero movie. I'm, I'm pretty sure. And of course, he right? passed on. He, you know, of course, poor Heath Ledger had passed on when he won that yeah. award. But I, I, I think so. I think so. So yeah, like I, I'm with you 100. percent One of my favorite movies, period, period, let alone superhero movies, is is. The Dark Knight, because of the whole dynamic with Heath, and and I can't think of the guy's name, but the guy that played Two Face too, the whole the whole Harvey, did, he was oh, fabulous yeah. in that movie as well. Aaron Eckhart was it? That's right. I think that's right. Yeah. I think that's right. Yep. Fabulous. Yep. yep. Fabulous. So, yeah. All right, I'll give you another bad one here. Okay. Um, how about the how about the last Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman, nineteen eighty four? Okay. I didn't see it, and it the, honestly, the reason was because everybody said it was bad. <laughs> see, there you go. Yeah, the the word of mouth in that thing, it's 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 a shame because the first Wonder Woman was was quite good, and I like Gal Gadot in that role. Yeah, not her fault. So it's it's just bizarre, strange, bizarre. So here's your premise: my boyfriend died in the first movie. This is the premise. Someone said, someone had to write this, someone had to write this out. And someone said, I like it. Green light, go. Or maybe they said, nah, it's, it's Wonder Woman that's going to sell or something like that. This is why now you have James Gunn and Peter Safran, I'm sure, is one reason at the helm to say, I, I, if they're in charge, this movie does not get made. I guarantee it. It's not, not with the script. So long story short, my boyfriend is dead. He possesses some dude. I don't know. He and I sleep with him hmm. because he's my boyfriend, but he's in some other guy's body. As you do, sure. And it's and it's perfectly okay and fine. I, I I'm with my quote unquote boyfriend, but it's some dude, random dude, that's been possessed by my ex by my boyfriend, who's dead, and. I'm I'm having it. I'm just having a great old time with this guy, sleeping with him, and having adventures and stuff like that. <laughs> mean, meanwhile, it's like this guy's life. It's like what's happened to this guy's life? The guy that, show- that was possessed. Yeah, yeah. He's not showing up for work. His whole <laughs> life is is you're risking this guy's entire career and life because he's not. Does he have? Did a you hear Jerry's other? been fucking Wonder Woman and he's just not showing up to work anymore? <laughs> but none of that comes up. 
is this guy single? I, I don't remember any of that coming up here to where it's just like, <laughs> you know, and, and obviously, you know, he's, he's gone. He exits his body and all that. And you know, they sort of have a moment on the street to where, did I maybe have sex with you? You know, sort of type deal. And, you know, wink, wink. I, I'm just like, what is happening? It's just completely off the rails. Crazy premise. The Wonder Woman scenes are great. <laughs> All that's fine. But just that whole premise, it just, just, just bizarre. Strange bizarre. So Interesting. Not recommend. So you've never seen it? No reason <laughs> to. Unless, unless, unless you want to see, just understand and watch for yourself the whole weirdness of that concept. Other than that, no reason to watch it. All right. Let's you fast forward to the, to the fight scenes. I mean, you just want to do that. You know, fast forward, fast forward, watch your beat up people. It was one of which is cool. That's it. That's fine. Yeah. Move on. So, okay. okay. All right. You got to get a good, good or bad one, sir. Uh, I will give you one more bad one here. Okay. Um, and this is, I don't know if this is breaking the rules or not. Um, I've never seen this movie. I don't need to see this movie because it mm-hmm. didn't need to be made. Okay. I don't know if you know that this exists or not, but there is a jingle all the way to, oh, oh, which is I've a bunch this. of bullshit. Literally I don't guy, need right? to see it. Yeah. You try mm-hmm. to replace a lead actor like Arnold Schwarzenegger with Larry the Cable Guy, there's your first fuck up. And I don't even need a second one. I don't need to see. You don't need to, you don't need to improve on perfection, okay? It was a straight-to-DVD mm. film, never in theaters, Okay, I will not see Jingle All the Way 2. I have not seen Jingle All the Way 2. I never will. Yeah, so there does, you go. No reason to, it sounds like. No. Okay. No. That's it. That's it. I'm done. It's all the time mm-hmm. it deserves. I'm done. I'll give you a good one. I know it's one of our favorites. Uh, we're both Arnold Schwarzenegger fans. Oh. T2. This is another yes. movie where it's arguably... As good, if not, some people like T2 better than the original Terminator. And that's perfectly I fine do. to say that. Yeah, perfectly fine to say that. Great, great movie. A lot of fun. Obviously, he becomes the good guy in this. The you know the 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 morphing robot. You know, if you if you're a remote fan of this pot, you watch T2. If for some unusual reason you've never seen the the Terminator 2, just go go back and check it out. It may not hold up as well, maybe with some of the special effects. I don't know, but it's a lot of fun. Arnold's great. Go check out T2. Yep. Nope. 100% agree. That's that's fantastic pick. As soon as you said Arnold, you were like, sequel? I'm like, oh, T2. Absolutely. Yep. Um, I will go with, and this is probably not like a super popular one, or I, I know many people that maybe didn't like this movie as much. I love the Thor movies. I love the second Thor movie, uh, The Dark World. I know it, a lot of people that were kind of indifferent to it. They didn't really yep. think it was that great. I better thought than it first. was phenomenal. I liked it better, better than, than the first. first one. I loved yep. the scene where, uh, you know, with uh, Anthony Hopkins, their father's gone, and then coming to terms with Loki, and it's just it's a lot of I don't know. I loved that movie. I I really yeah. really enjoyed it. I remember leaving the movie theater, seeing that movie, and just being like, "Wow, that like because I I mean I loved the first Thor movie, but that one really blew me away. I liked it a lot." So uh, yeah, Thor: uh, The Dark World. I that was for me a, a, definitely a, a sequel to a superhero movie that I enjoyed. And sidebar: I'm looking very forward next week. I'll be able to tell you uh, uh, in not so much detail because I don't want to give spoilers, but I will be able to tell you how the sequel to Black Panther holds up because I mm-hmm. plan on going to see that this weekend. So yeah, I definitely, I definitely want to see that soon too. Yeah, I'm with you. I uh, the th- it was surprisingly good, and is before it, they. Took Thor into the more 
almost too extreme goofy yeah before it was so. really comedies you know they, they started focusing on the comedy role which is fine because you know um he fits chris hemsworth does it well you know he fits well into those roles and he plays well into them as we've seen in the avenger movies and the the thor movies that have come after but yeah i, I mean it's definitely at those times they were still character building and there really wasn't a lot of the you know the comic relief involved and things like that so but i yeah i love the second thor movie very good i'm a huge fan of this of the first movie the sequel is one of the worst movies ever made literally I, it made me uh, angry and upset to watch the sequel of this movie no, not even joking i don't think i've ever watched it but maybe one time barely got through it because it's so so terrible caddyshack 2 mm, okay i've never seen I, caddyshack 2 Again, the only reason to watch it would be if you want to see a train wreck of a movie and just to visualize, you know, just to take it in. Horrible, horrible, horrible. They they wrote it with the idea of Rodney Dangerfield and, and Chevy Chase would come back and reprise their roles. Rodney Dangerfield said, no, thank you. They brought in comedian Jackie Mason for this. There's actually a lot of people in this movie. Dan Anchorwood is is in this and a few folks. Uh, Chevy Chase does come back and reprises his role of Ty Webb, but just crazy. Now, the premise, if I recall correctly, they take they turn Bushwood into like a miniature, a huge like miniature golf course type thing with like Looney Tunes characters on the court. It's just horrible movie. It's it, it's 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 a if you're uh, the original, I like it. And the, the original, a lot of people you love it or hate it type deal. But it's, it's just at the opposite end of the spectrum of funniness of Caddyshack 2. Horrible. Bad. Horrible. Horrible. Bad. You watch, you look at any of these lists online, worst sequels, usually it's going to contain Caddyshack 2. Terrible. Yeah. Alrighty, I will give you another you want to call out. What, yeah, I got I know, one. I know it's getting late, but you, yeah, you, I got. Yeah, go ahead, please. One more bad, one more good. Okay, perfect. perfect. One more bad here. Um, I had such high hopes because I loved the first Transformers movie. Mm. I eagerly went to see the second Transformers movie in the theater, and I honestly, that's probably I've never walked out of a theater because I've already paid the money to be there. I was pretty close in that one. They tried so hard to shoehorn comedy into it and introduce new mm -hmm. characters that were goofy and funny, and it was over. You know, the first one did such a good job of introducing comedy, but not trying so hard. There mm -hmm. were these quippy little remarks and things like that, and it was, it was funny people's reaction to things. They didn't have to make fun goofy characters and try to appeal to children and do all the like the second transformers i was just i i was so upset like you said with caddyshack i was like just yeah. upset in the theater i'm like I've, i what the hell happened the first one and i wasn't even the biggest i mean transformers was popular but before i was you know it was a little bit before my time so when that movie came out it's not like it was this big thing that was building that i was so excited to see but i watched the first transformers with shia labeouf and megan fox and i was like this is really this is a good movie they really did a good job second one no too mm. trying too hard uh worried too much about trying to be funny and it's just i, I hated it okay i agree um, I, 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 
We're definitely uh, clunkers. All right, let me give you another yeah. bad one, and I'll give you one more good one myself here. We can, okay. we can talk about this. All, there's so many yeah, sure. good and bad sequels out there. So um, let's see. I'm looking at my list of bad ones here. How about you know, Batman and Robin? Ooh. Yeah. I know, I know it's one of your favorites just because you as a kid and you like some stuff in there. But No, it's not. I actually hate Batman and Robin. I hate. Okay, well there, there you I go. Do I do hate Batman and like Robin. Chris That's Isaac the George... is, is Rob... Yes, you're right. Chris, yeah, I love I love Chris O'Donnell as Robin, but the Chris George O'Donnell, Clooney like Batman yep. makes me furious. I it's just yep. awful. So bad, so bad. And George Clooney, he he, does, he admits he admits it. And he knows it's a bad movie, which yeah. which I'm glad that he he does. again not the actor's fault. It, it, no. you're working with what you got. I'm pretty it's sure just... they ran out of money halfway through. I I read a story about like the budget and like how they. Basically, how do they to shoot like the whole second half of the movie? They had no more money, so they had to like the costumes were cheap and shitty, and it just yeah, yeah. All, all you have to know is you know is, you, you know you've seen the memes, you've heard this story before. Just all the bat suits, men and women, all for some reason had nipples on them. Why? Gotta have nips. We don't know. Not sure. Yeah. So it, it had a lot of promise with the casting. The casting's phenomenal. Sure. Cass is that one had Alicia Silverstone as Batgirl and Chris O'Donnell. I do love Chris O'Donnell as, as Robin and Arnold Schwarzenegger, Mr. Freeze, yeah, Uma Thurman. Yeah, you're right. It should have been good, but mm-hmm. it just was not horrible. Terrible. Yep. And it killed that franchise for many. Think about that. <laughs> yeah. It, that franchise disappeared after that movie all those years, all until the Christopher. Or, no, sorry, the, uh, uh, the, yeah, the, 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 the Chris Nolan trilogy. Yeah, the Batman which was Begins. so good, so yeah. good, and just it just took it just like oh my god, it was like a breath of fresh air watching that one here. That's how corny those got back then. So yeah, yeah, that was pretty. That one was egregiously bad. Yeah. Any other ones yep. you got, sir? Uh, last good one. Uh, kind of talked about it in my first one, but I'm gonna go ahead for the good one. Spider Man Two. The one with Doctor mm, Octopus yeah, with Tobey so Maguire. Good. That one was even so better. I loved the first one, but it was better than the first. Better than the I first agree. one, hands down. Definitely was. So, uh, not much more to say. Just great acting, great storyline. Loved it. Very good. And I'll give you one here. This this is a movie. This is a sequel. I watch every single holiday season. One of my favorite holiday movies. Period. And you kind of forget it's considered a sequel. How about Christmas Vacation? Mm. Yep. Yeah, so, you're right. You know, it's the third of the vacation movies. You had the original vacation, then you had European vacation, which was eh. The best part of that was the circle. Christmas vacation, just same characters, just a whole different vibe. Love it, love it, love it. I I, I don't get tired of it. I'll watch it every single holiday season without fail. If there's if there's if I get behind in holiday movies, that always is my top two, three in my rotation. Just love it every single year. Yeah, I, no, I have a, a, I have a Clark Griswold hockey jersey, Blackhawks hockey jersey, the whole bit. I just love that movie so much. Go yeah. ahead, sorry. No, I was gonna say you're right. I never would have thought of that one, but you're right. It's a, technically it's the third in the franchise. It's a, it's a sequel. Yep. Yeah. I appreciate it more as being a father as well. I think it's a movie where as a kid you you you, know, you you like it. It's funny, but I think once you become a father and you're now the kind of the Clark Griswold of your own little family. It just that that movie just takes on a whole new meaning, you know. Yeah. Anyway, that's all yeah. I'll say about that. All right. Yeah. Good stuff. 
Nick, we could we could do a whole telethon here and and just you know, keep going and entertain people in the post apocalyptic world, post apocalyptic world, <laughs> for several hours. And I'm sure that they're they've dying got the time, right? Yeah, they, they do got have the time. <laughs> but like, I got the I got the gel fireplace going. Mm-hmm. I got uh, convincing idiots somehow. I still have internet service. I don't know how I have it, but somehow we have it going here. It's uh, our Wi-Fi connection in the luxury bunker. Yeah, we decided impressive. we're going to watch all the convincing bunker. idiots videos on YouTube. Yep. My house now on the on the the, the <laughs> surface level of Earth doesn't always have Wi-Fi, so that's pretty good. <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. So you're watching us. We hope you continue to enjoy. And yeah, we like to hear. Yeah, you're you're. But it's in all seriousness. If you if you have sequels that we missed, if you know, it, 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 let us know. Email us. Post on our Facebook page or social media. We'd like to hear your your thoughts of what are some of the best and worst sequels out there. And uh, For sure, we'll share your comments later. So, Nick, why don't you take us out? You you pick any any character actor maybe from one of your favorite or least favorite mm. sequels. Mm. Or actor or actress, whatever you want. Okay. Well, I did bring up uh, I, I did bring up Batman. So we're gonna do Christian Bale Batman mm-hmm. on the way out. This is angry, screamy, whispery Batman. So if you have not already done so, be sure to go to Convincing Idiots' link tree. Just Google Convincing Idiots L I N K T R E E, and there you will find all of our social media accounts. Also, be sure to check in with Commissioner Gordon and then get him and go to our website, convincingidiots.wordpress.com. So for this episode of Convincing Idiots, I am an angry, screamy, whispery millennial Nick. Post-apocalyptic Gen X Brian. Post-apocalyptic... Something like that. Yes, that's right. (laughs) So... For this episode of Convincing Idiots, have we convinced you to sign up and subscribe for our Mastodon account? <laughs>